All right. Um, I am Mary Mauser, and I play Samantha LaRusso on Cobra Kai on YouTube Premium. I'm on the Below the Belt show, and you can find me at in, on Instagram at Miss Mary M. Mauser. Oh, you already found me? I that already awesome. found you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found you last year. <laughs> oh, 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 he did not just do that. I was about to say, I feel like, yeah, no, I feel like there's a competition, huh? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. I'm going to like more photos of hers. <laughs> don't, don't block me. <laughs> The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> Guys, below the belt in the mother effing house. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah. I'm your ho- I'm your host. Feedback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's turn that down a little bit. I'm your host, Al Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly eargasm. And that's right. It is the B Day celebration in studio of longtime BTB original, the one and only, the king of the eighties. The D, motivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Co-owner of Below the Belt Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where was my Ow. equity offer? I want to buy only it. only reason the show is still on. Uh, okay. The only because reason? Because of us. Because of us. Oh, okay. I was because 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 the <laughs> oh, no. Of course. I mean, more, more you doing this every week than me. But, okay. but, we only, but we he's, only he's the back end. website. Chachi is the back end of uh, a Below the Belt show. The back end? Well, no, you're, you're the, the back, back end. end support. Like the ass? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, okay. yeah. That's a... Everyone loves a caboose. Come yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> everybody loves so, a donk. Why do you get all upset about a donk? Oh, do I, I'm backbone. Backbone. Okay. Oh, that, that's a wrong term. Sorry about At that. At the back end? <laughs> the back end. <laughs> that's a, that's more, the back end of the show. That, that'd be more like Eric the Rookie, right? Yes, that'd exactly, be more so. exactly. But, uh, yes, uh, the backbone of B2B, although Chachi's voice is not here every week, Chachi's I'm an here inter- in spirit. Yeah, you're here uh, in spirit here on Below the Belt Show. And is, of course, you're going to be here for your birthday show. Yeah. <laughs> Updating that damn website. <laughs> and let's go ahead and introduce the we one. We got all ladies in the studio we got, tonight. We, yeah, we mm-hmm. got a, um, Got all the ladies here yeah, for you for your right. birthday. One Yay. of the BTB <laughs> originals, another BTB <laughs> original. She is Sweet Chocolata herself. See, I was thinking about that in the car on the way here. I was like, he's going to say that I'm an original, but... I'm really not an original. No, you're That's like Johnny and Chachi and Koki <laughs> and you, Wax. Yeah, I know. But, but I will take it. You're, yeah, I would consider you uh, well, one of even original. Well, really. I would consider like, you one of the long term. I've done players. enough episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, right. If you guys. were here in the old studio, then you're definitely one of the right. originals. Yeah, and see, I here. wasn't. You were. Oh, I was. Didn't she come to the old studio? 
Um, no, no, I didn't no? know Sabrina then. No. Okay, well then no. you're not original then. Yeah. See. Well, well no, get watch the hell out of here. I consider 2.0. This is okay. Your original two, two point She's a two point original. Flex is a yeah. two point original. Anyways, we didn't introduce her. She's the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Savvy Taylor Smith, aka Sweet Chocolata, aka the Sir Lizard Jura Queen. Mormont. Oh, oh yeah. okay. And okay. Okay. Sergio Mormont. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hi, BTB fans. <laughs> Good to have you back, Sabrina. It's me. It's me. It's not LBD. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you're here. You're back. You're back. <laughs> By popular demand, of course. And that's why we had to bring her on because she was such a big hit. Previous BTV uh, shows. And she's back. Alexis Barone. Hello. I was going to say, like, are you getting these Nielsen ratings or something? <laughs> up in this you're in the middle, like, hey, Alexis. Yeah. Very, very. Uh, and she came prepared with a rant. I like this girl oh, already. Oh, I came prepared with a rant tonight, guys. <laughs> Y'all have no idea what's about to hit this podcast. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, I was like, oh, hey, we're going to get along real freaking well. Yeah. 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 I like a good rant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Al knows I like a good rant. Oh, Where's the do. wine, Al? Are we allowed to drink up here? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kind of keep it on the DL. You know? On the DL. Yeah, I kind of cover. Don't tell up, anybody. But um, uh, sub- this is totally you know, coffee. Wait, you I don't have my flask well, on me today. You were alluding to the rants we're that live you post on social media. No, I was alluding to all rants that I have. I have many. I oh, have, you have many. I have ones that are live in person. Most I have ones that are on the radio. Mm. I have some that in are in the mirror in, in my mirror. bathroom. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a lot of mirror rants. I, I speak I have a lot to of all the audience. Really? Yes, me too. Shower rants are while you're big shampooing. It's always while I'm 100%. shampooing. percent. That means there I'm has to like, be a video. Yeah, we're gonna be, be part of those rants. We're gonna be shower. Like I say, seriously, every time I'm like, it's like I talk to I'm all of my audiences. Yeah, seriously, same. I do my Oscar speech. I do my Emmy speech. I do my Telly speech. I do my. So many Oscars in my bathroom. So many Oscars in the bathroom. Alexis, what's bothering you this week? Oh, we're gonna go right into it. Okay, great. Why not? I was like, all right, fuck it. I just want to hear all. Of them. Let's get it over with. Uh, okay, so it was, you know, I'm, I'm as much as I love being union, and I am union. I'm SAG after. SAG after. I love enough, it. That's I do, right. I do love it. You're um, part of the uh, all SAG after show that one week. Remember? Yes, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, do we have to? Do we have to do anything about that? Or like, <laughs> hey, we're, we're podcasting. Oh, shit, do we gotta get like some like signatory <laughs> shit going on? But anyways, what's what's okay? The so what's basically, the like I, guys. I read this article today on Backstage and it's talking about mm-hmm. SAG Nationals establishing a like educational programs mm-hmm. and, and like places where you can do self-tapes and, and things like that in LA. So like they basically have like a whole dedicated space, dedicated like, they're like, oh yeah, come in and we'll have camera professionals put you on tape for free, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, great. That's awesome, but those programs will only ever exist in LA and New York. Like, they will never exist here. So, straight up, I shared that on Facebook. I emailed our local. I was like, we need to get on this ish. We need to do something. We, I I emailed, like, I emailed a few other people in the Maryland government specifically that I don't want to say, but just like, you know, I emailed people and I was like, guys, we need, we need more education programs here. I mean, like, seriously, we've got all these big shows. No, there's some, but no, but not to the scale of these, of of New York and Los Angeles. Yeah, we definitely don't need that. I mean, like, but we need something. And I honestly, I mean, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to say it. I don't think our SAG after local is doing enough. I really don't. Um, you, ooh, she calling you out. Did you contact? I hope you're listening. I contacted reps. them now. Top but brass. the point, yes. But in, the, 
the Mid Atlantic office. Yes, the Mid Atlantic office. Of course, of course. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here on the show and be like I don't think they're doing enough and then not mm-hmm. reach out to them. That's ridiculous. No, <laughs> they're doing. I mean, they're doing fine. They're doing fine. I know they're slammed with like student films. I know they're slammed yeah. with feature yes, films. Yes, but I know fine isn't stuff. good. Exactly, but fine isn't like good. Exceptional. It's, it's not fine. on top of it. It's not like guys. We need to be doing stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes, we need we need to get out there. We've got so many things going on. Yeah. I'm not done. I was like <laughs> trying to like no, talk. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> thanks. I love it. Um, is I your, love you. You're great. Um, is but your like, views too, Al? Um, <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is that I have had great support from the Mid Atlantic okay. um, SAG after staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in particular was getting money. That was definitely, I that I definitely deserved from a national commercial that I didn't get because they thought you definitely deserve it because they thought they had <laughs> cut me out, but I sent them clear screenshots. I clearly oh. was not cut out of this commercial, and they changed their tune and gave me all the money that I was supposed to. Have. Wow, look at that! Yeah, well, like it's so. not it's not that they are it's it's so they they are doing a great job. I agree. The resources and the training yeah, are, are, are a little subpar. Yeah. Okay. Like they're doing, no, absolutely. I mean, anytime I worked with them as a student, as a filmmaking student, they right. absolutely, like they bent over backwards to work with me. Right. Um, they're great when it comes to when they're reached out to, but when it comes to initiative with educational programs and things like that, I'm not exactly happy. And I am happy that I can email them and I know I'm going to get a response. Right. So like 100%, like I said, I pre- like they I could like be worse. Preface this with but saying they could I be love, better. yeah, okay. like I love SAG after I love being part of SAG after, <laughs> but we can't let New York or LA take all of that. Our was like the nicest rant I've ever heard. I mean, really? That was really? the nicest rant Aww. that I've ever. I that feel is like, like see, the, the angry one. Uh, I think the, the last the rant I had, I literally yeah. told these people on the show that I'd rather stay in a dumpster behind a Chinese restaurant during zombie apocalypse. Then. And wait, await imminent death, then stay Over. in their hotel. The, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you did write about nice. that hotel on the show. Yeah. Nice. Where is that guy, by the way? Oh, now? oh. Oh, he's back home doing okay. his thing. Oh, he's doing his thing. Bang, okay. you know, so, right. which episode is this? Because I'm going to have to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I have to listen to this. Like, I'm gonna Every episode that Sabrina's done. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do rant quite often. But to be fair, this is an imperfect world. An ex of mine sent me, like, <laughs> one of those gifts from. Oh, we have another. Uh, an ex of mine sent me one of those gifts that was like, this is you whenever you're angry. And it was like a turtle squeaking. And I was like. <laughs> That's right. Have we already started? Yes, we have started. Do you want to sit here or do you want to sit there? Oh, I'll sit here. Yes, we have. Of course. I'm going to put my leg on top of you. Hello. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) This is a grand entrance. What can I say? Yes. This is Josh's show, but General's getting started. It's on my birthday today. (laughs) (laughs) I'll brought you a present. Yeah, so... I brought so you a Send, send yeah. General back out. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much fun here, guys. You have no well, idea. They, they, they've hosted a show together. Okay. So okay. They know each other. Haven't we done two? No, we've only done one. Yeah. Yeah, but then I saw you at like five different premieres, so that was great. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly General's been uh, out and about a little more lately. Yeah. Before he's kind of been shackled <laughs> into his 
is residence. Yeah, and I was a social going. larva, and now I'm a social butterfly. He's been getting Aww. out more. Aww. Not, not exactly. Why did I call that? that was beautiful. That was but why beautiful. do we all that? Why is it always? <laughs> because I was just thinking about him being a little larva, <laughs> and then and then blossoming into a beautiful butterfly, and I was like, that's so lovely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won't tell you about what actually happens to a <laughs> caterpillar when it's in its pupa. Know. You know that? Yeah, I In do. my head, uh, it's <laughs> so much nicer than it probably actually well, is. Well, it kind of, the entire no, body of the caterpillar, I won't ruin it then. Does it disintegrate or you something? You won't ruin it. It oh does. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> 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 it gets completely liquefied, and then... Uh, Did that happen to you? <laughs> that's why yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm this new butterfly you see before know. you. He's wearing all leather right now. Can well, I okay, also not all say leather, but he's butterflies and moths, they're very different. Yes. I mm-hmm. don't like moths, but I love butterflies. Do you moths have a are moths? crazy, <laughs> psychotic you like the moth looking. Man? No, not no. at all. Not <laughs> at all. Their the moth man. are crazy. <laughs> have we given you they the crazy full faces? Yet? We haven't. I think we have. You just sat down and okay, put the my man, legs on top of him. The man with the common presence, the yeah. fan favorites, the prince of pop culture, the one and only Mike, the General Zod. It is so fantastic to be here. Good, good to have you back. And it's out. perfect to be here for such a special day because uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like actually me. going to be sincere. I was thinking about turning it around yeah. and saying it's such a special day because uh, Alexis sat on my lap. Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> but okay, no. I'm glad if you're listening, I didn't sit on his lap, but I did throw my legs over top of him because I'm very cuddly. <laughs> anyway. See, the, the, the day I was born and the day Alexa put her legs on you. Uh, <laughs> Did you just call me Alexa? What's your name? Did you just call Alexis. me Alexa? Alexa. Oh, yeah, we're going to have problems. <laughs> we're going to have problems. I'm so used to. Yeah, we got problems. He's used to Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's, mm, that's a rant. Okay. I will go into it later. Can, I, right. can I play a random song for Chachi, though? Um, can you play a random he, song? He really has a song. I know, I know. Just like the, the first, like. Are you going to sing it? Are you going to strip? I'm not you going to sing it. it. All right, we'll, we'll do that He's later in the program. Okay. It's my absolute favorite birthday song. So, I do have to say, so. I remember posting about <laughs> something that you're addicted to, right? Oh, he's stripping now. And mm-hmm. I said, well, coffee. Yeah, I literally have to have coffee every morning. Cheese. Mm. People have different things that are addicted Cheese. to. Anything Cheese that, is delicious. That's, that's now legal, legal, okay? Okay. Oh, um, Chachi posted pie. And I was like, okay, was it um, cherry pie? You know, cherry pie is in the warrant pie or whatever. Pie. But nonetheless, uh, I know that pie is one of Chachi's favorite pie. things. I do enjoy pie. So, <laughs> happy birthday, Chachi. Oh, oh, oh. it's with the S. Oh, oh, look at that. The sugar, sugar bakers, bakers oh. caramel, apple pie Jesus. that we will be. Uh, that all of us and this enjoy? is, it says fat free on the side. That's amazing. <laughs> well, let's definitely dig into this wonderful pie. Yeah, we've got to have to d- dig I'm into it. So, so touch. You're a better man than I am because yeah. you're like, because uh, I was like, oh, we're going to share. And I'd be like, uh-uh. No, you're uh-uh. Right uh-uh. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so touch, oh. since you're the king of the 80s, yeah. what do you think of whenever you hear the word sugar baker? Like designing women? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that is such a dated <laughs> reference. Oh my God. <laughs> so, well, you know, you know what the That's other sugar, right? really weird reference to that is? Okay, so Joss Whedon was supposed to... Ooh, I love all Joss Whedon references. Continue. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Joss Whedon uh, wrote one of the first drafts of the script for the first X-Men movie. And there's a scene in it... It's your boy! 
I, I, I know. That's why I said I love all things yeah. Joss. Continue. There's a scene <laughs> in it where Wolverine is in a bar somewhere in Canada or something, and um, there's like a news report about mutants or whatever um, um, going over the world, going all over the world. And he says, turn that shit Turn that shit off, and they change the channel to an episode of Designing Women. Oh, for oh my God. 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 He's obscure, this guy. Uh, you're the yeah. king of obscure pop <laughs> culture. So, again, <laughs> back, to, <laughs> back to things at hand. Happy birthday, Chachi. <laughs> thank Happy you, thank birthday. you. We were both in New York City. We were, different times. Different, t- different days. Uh, you had a little nice little uh, awesome tour, which you actually hosted... Uh, a pseudo type of Tonight <laughs> Show, which I thought was really cool. I did, I did. It was yeah. a cool like touring the NBC studios in New York City. Nice. With uh, my brother and I, and we went. Um, it was cool seeing the actual um, set for uh, Saturday Night Live, and just imagining like all the hosts from the very beginning, from the, in the '70s, throughout the years. Almost every single musical guest you can think of has performed on that stage. Every That's big history. name, and all you know, all in those elevators in the hallway and that stage. And then we went to the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, that set, and that used to be Johnny Carson's set back in the day. So nice. just so much history in this one building. And then at the end, Rockefeller they, Center. Yeah, Rockefeller Center. And at the end, they, yeah. they do have you volunteer for different parts in your tour group to play. And so I volunteered yeah. for the host. My brother oh, did okay. the announcer. And then another fam- a family did um, the musicians. Band. And had the cameraman and the sound booth. Now, and did stuff. you have so, mind? so you got to do a pseudo episode of the Tonight Show? I did, yeah, yeah. And the, and the, the guy. Um, did they give you a script, or did you just? They uh, had they had so teleprompter, right? but oh, teleprompter, but okay. I added it with, with my stuff. Yes, you got to go. You got oh, to. Oh yeah, right? yeah, that's awesome. on, yeah. And then like um, the guy that I interviewed, the fake interview or whatever, he was from India. It was his first day ever in America. Oh. So yeah, he's oh, gonna wow. come here and like. Tour NBC Studios and then like uh, be a, a guest on his own talk show, which was that pretty is awesome. So cool. So he was man. really like marking out. He He's loved it. He's gonna be off to a great. Start oh yeah, America. yeah. He loved it. First, <laughs> first day in America, and like um, and he was real funny, and he pretended that he was gonna be on the the new Fast and Furious movie and stuff. You know, <laughs> nice. so he played along. He played along. He was funny. Oh, it was wow. funny. That is great. Shout out to that guy wherever you are. That oh, was yeah. a cool attraction. You've got a bright and, future And here. a reason for, for I haven't done the tour yet. So, okay. I was, so so easy decision. You're like, I got to be the host. I've done Below the Belt show. I've done, <laughs> yeah. I've done Click on this. You yeah, know, you're yeah. Like, okay. You got so it. It was definitely fun. And then I went, we went to, um, nice. We went to um, the Comedy Cellar in New York City. First time being there. And that's when like a lot of Big comedians got their start, and it's kind of like a yep. shithole, just like you know, small comedy club. But it's just so much history there, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, know, that's uh, that's featured in what Louis C.K. Yeah, his old show. Louis C.K. got started. You know, yeah. Chris Rock came up um, through there at um, you know, most around the start. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. But this was like even shittier than the shithole. But it's just really cool to see, like, like you know, you see all the famous names on the wall, like Robin Williams performed there, you know, and like just about every big comic name at some point went through there. And a lot of comics come there to like um, test out new material. Like Colin Quinn was there that night. Yeah. And, and Who he was did there that night? Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Yeah, he was great. Dude, that's great. Very funny. So they had, had about five different comedians. Um, nice. One woman, I'm, I'm, I forget her name, but she was hilarious. I think she's gonna be a big star. Okay. But she was like probably one of the funniest women I've seen awesome. in comedy. So it was really cool day. Um, that's a good way to celebrate your birthday, man. Yeah, New York City, it's, it's the greatest city in America. One of the one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah. We saw the location where like mm-hmm. John Lennon was um, killed, and they had the memorial across the street in Central Park. You know, wow, yeah. said, it says "Imagine" on it. So that was really cool to see. Went to the um, full on tourist mode. Oh yeah, Nas- National History Museum yeah, nice. that um, um, Teddy Roosevelt and his family got started. You know, Starbucks. 
the oh yeah, and this is, this is one location you told me about <laughs> I told before. You about this. What's, the, what's there. the Starbucks? Starbucks game? Reserve. It's Starbucks amazing Reserve. place. Reserve. It's like, like the, the VIP oh, Starbucks. Like the Starbucks. Special Starbucks. Like, that sounds like the whitest shit I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> oh my god. Well, if you if you went here, you'd be happy to be white because this place was amazing. <laughs> like there's like three levels. It's like an upscale nightclub restaurant. You know, they had like um, exclusive um, coffee drinks there. They had a yeah, full, they have coffee drinks that they, they don't have bar. anywhere else. Right. They had a full alcohol. Oh, so you mean good bar. ones. Yeah, full alcohol bar. <laughs> okay, no one heard. No one heard that. Oh, heard, you, you said good no, ones. No one heard that. Okay, thank you. We, like, we just ignored sorry. it. <laughs> Clearly, I am outnumbered here. I am outnumbered here. <laughs> but That's definitely, awesome. definitely yeah, so, put so any um, Starbucks around here to shame. It's a $7 like cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we might have somebody to say hi. Okay. Is it Pizza Hut? Here, hang on. This better be good. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have on the line right now? Hey, guys, it's Koki. It's Koki Koki. 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 What's going on, buddy? Koki. Koki. I'm, I'm working on my my winter songs for you, and I'll have them ready for you next month. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> you know what's my favorite? In the meantime, I got Flex for you. Oh wait, wait, Koki. Are you um? Are you been Doctor Lickalopus lately? Flex, it's flex now. Oh, Flex. Oh, oh man. Never mind. Right. Okay, all right. You sound like a crackhead. I I, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Practice makes perfect. <laughs> Man. Why aren't you in studio, Flex? Yes. Um, life is just uh, too busy. Ah, it's been a while. It's been like um, a couple of years, I think. Has been that long? Yeah, it feels like it, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's been, been long enough, Flex. Yeah. You. Do you hear, do you recognize well, another voice, Flex? I hear I, see, I hear uh, sweet chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yes, you do. And you don't hear me. <laughs> no, literally doesn't hear you. Do you know who that is? Do you know who I am, Flex? Oh, I hear General. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. But, but I think that the ultimate person that I should be hearing is the birthday boy himself. That's, That's me. That's right. Wow. So what have you been so up to, Flex? Thank you. You been angry or happy? Um, I've been happy. Oh yeah. But you know. That, that there's always perspective to that. I think, you know, being uh, angry at times is happiness. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You think we can see you here next month for any of the Christmas shows? You know what? You'll have to check with my assistant. Okay. okay. We'll check <laughs> yeah. you. You're going to be very expensive to get you um, to do co-hosting duties. <laughs> we thought well, you might have been in the witness protection program. Wait till you see my rider. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we got pie. pie. We got pie and two beautiful ladies in the studio tonight. Hello. How much? How much do you need? And well, soda. Yeah, and soda too. How, and soda. How, how about the, uh, the naked body painting? Naked body painting. Oh, you right? were there for the uh, the the body painting uh, episode. Yeah. What? <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> Can we do that? Mrs. Flex, <laughs> that was way before the horses. Me Too days. This is Flex. Wanted to know if you guys had any whores in the studio tonight. Oh, no. no. Unfortunately, no. No, 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 no not the no, classic. You should have heard. Well, you should have heard my rant. We can't make Chachi one by the end of the night. Hey, well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely down. So, so Flex, we have um, Alexis Baroni. She's an actress. She actually had a rant today, and she, yeah, she, she, I guess in. In the spirit of, of, of the, our resident rock star. Um, no, that was like a happy rant, though. Out. Apparently, apparently, I was a very nice ranter, a, so yeah. I will have to I'll go on my other one. get there? 
Well, can you know? get there? I'm gonna. I will. I'll tell you what, Alexis. I will go check it out when the BTB podcast is up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. I feel like it might make you angry how nice I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah piss you off. <laughs> is anything pissing you off lately, Flex? Uh, no, I, I love everything. Oh wow. Nice, nice. And you also, man, I'm, that's I'm a weird now. tune I'm for you, Alanis. What's up? <laughs> that's a weird tune for you, Alanis. Next thing you know, he'll yeah. be buying tickets for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Do people still buy Do that crap? Yeah, yes. there you go. Yes. 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 He's back. It's coming guys. out. It's coming out. <laughs> Thank you. I think you and I are going to go along real well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Flax, man, we really appreciate you phoning in. Yeah, thanks for calling in. I hope everything's up. great at home. It is. Awesome. It is. Awesome. We miss your sassy self. I'm sorry to be in there in studio to wish you a, a direct happy birthday, Chachi, but uh, we'll make it happen soon. And awesome. uh, I hope you guys have got a lot of party favors in there, some adult beverages, and having a good time. <laughs> like, boy, I'm trying right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have brought in the minis. Did anybody like, bring the bubbly? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be drunk for the Christmas show. That's where <laughs> right. we do. That's, that's really where, where we Allegedly. turn up. Yep. Yeah. Allegedly. That's really Absolutely. where we turn up. Okay. I get the, Is Tabby wearing anything mm-hmm. tonight? Does she have a costume on? No, she doesn't. She's I know. I'm costume free. She, she's really... If it helps, I yeah. am wearing this gnarly sweater dress from China that makes no sense. So it's, it's kind yeah, of Yeah, I was kind of looking at that earlier. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you noticed. There's <laughs> the some what? random words and then there's just yeah, letters. It's like, it's like, what is <laughs> it? What does it say? Can you stand up and model yeah, stand, stand up What does it say? I don't know. Franklin Marsh... Nasral? What the Frank- fuck? <laughs> Franklin State Rocky You're Bar? welcome, guys. Rocky welcome Ball. Rocky yeah. Bar. Oh, no, bar. Bar. Just a bunch okay. of random letters and that make no How much did you buy this for? Why did, it, why did you not pay me for my graphic design <laughs> knowledge? <laughs> I, I bought yeah. this for like $7 on eBay. And I was like, lime green. Wait, of course eBay. I need that. Okay, so eBay? Yeah. Yeah. eBay? I'm, I'm psycho about eBay. Anyways, Flex. We don't want to keep you. Well, Flax, I appreciate you, you calling you. in, Thank man. Thank you. Absolutely. I hope you guys to see you soon. Good night. Happy birthday, Chachi. All right, buddy. See you next time. All right. Thank Peace. you. Peace. See Peace. 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 I always good to hear from and Flex. That's right. Everyone, oh, the, the resident rock star, the politically incorrect Flex. I have no nicknames. Guys, can, I have no nicknames. Oh, we have like 14. You can have some of ours. Alexa. No, no. Mm. Alexis, yeah. not Alexis. on Amazon, Veroni, but then it doesn't really work because it's not really... <laughs> not on Amazon. Yeah. Actually, I do sell t-shirts on Amazon, so... That's why I was, like, legitimately asking. I was like, girl, wait, how much you spend on that? Well, you like could, you could, you could stick with the general like Zod theme. You could stick with the general Zod theme, and you could be It'll Lex. come. Don't worry. You could be Lex... Um, Lex Luther. Okay, no. see if it takes us if it takes us long to come up with a name. Yeah, don't we worry. We gotta we'll, come up with one. Yeah, yeah we we'll gotta come, come up with something. something. Tell me wrong. Can we, we come say, up with something? Did we say that like the last one too? Yes, we yeah, can. The we answer got, is yes. We gotta find one. We gotta. Well, find I'll be here one. during so, one of the Christmas ones, right? So, so we can get. Oh, you wanna be? Oh, she wants to turnt, come back for the Christmas shows. <laughs> we have three Christmas shows in December. We literally have three of them. And one of them is the general's <laughs> birthday, right? Yes. Yeah. So we have something from general's. What are you, Capricorn? <laughs> Sagittarius. Oh, okay. I was way off on that. Mm. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. so this was seg- ah, you just so started. So you're asking me, you're asking yeah, me my sign. You started huh? just like Vanessa. Oh, yeah, hello. <laughs> Signs and everything. Oh my God, what is going on here? <laughs> Al makes it sound like we're doing dirty stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, so the um, Amazon so reference was a was a was a segue to um. 
As I, as you know, I was in New York, and then I had to be on set in uh, Philadelphia for an amazing show called Dispatches from Elsewhere. And it's just, amazing. It, it, it becomes crazy <laughs> that you can't you can't find time to do shopping for friends when it's their birthday. You so cannot. is that is that why you were all dressed up like the fifties? Yes, I was. That's that's right. Yeah, and I'm actually all, I'm actually on say. the gram now, so I see oh, these things. Yes. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And that is all I can say. That uh, that is, I cannot. Say hey, where's your about NDA? My can we burn it? I know, right? <laughs> so that that being said, I, it's hard to find time to go shopping and buy and things like that. The beauty of Amazon, you can order something, and you can have it delivered wherever. And I'm going to have this delivered to oh, residents of Chachi. A piece Chachi. of paper, wow. Yes, that will okay. be delivered to Chachi <laughs> McFly. Oh, nice. It's a Stranger, um, what is it, Stranger Things? Stranger Things. Stranger Things sweater. Yes, nice. hoodie, hoodie, nice. hoodie. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> we'll be well, you deli- know I love my hoodies. <laughs> I know, you yeah, love your hoodies. You. So that will be delivered to Casa de McFly. Aww. Awesome, Aww. thank you. I expect that, to, uh, well, thank you, man. Expect that in the mail this yeah, week, son. You know, definitely <laughs> um, But really quick, uh, speaking of New York, I got to attend two pretty cool things. I got to attend Tom Hiddleston and Charlie Cox's, that's Daredevil <laughs> and Loki's <laughs> Broadway play Betrayal. I highly recommend it. Um it was amazing. We're talking two great actors, two great Brits. Um, Charlie Cox is British? I didn't know yeah, that. Charlie Cox is uh, British. It just makes him so much hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me wh- how you really feel. So, um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, a, it's a love triangle uh, story. Um, you bet. That, um, that really, um, the, the stage and the setting is so simplistic, but these these actors really just nail it. Tom so is every white Loki. superhero a Brit then? When I Pretty think much. About it. Well, no, no, no. Or his Australian. Face is Australian. Right. Or Australian. Yeah. Face well, I guess Chris yeah. Evans Thor. is American. Yeah, they still are. The guy plays the Thor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, even, even black ones. Hemsworth. Chris. Chris. Oh, yeah. Uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. No. Chris. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so, um, again, it's like watching a master class of these two actors on stage doing their thing. In addition, got invited to Kylo Ren. That is the one and only Adam Driver. Mm. Uh, he's in a film with Scarlett Johansson, Laura oh, nice. Dern, um, mm-hmm. Alan Alda, and Ray Liotta. It's mm-hmm. called Marriage Story. Guys, some of the best acting I've seen from Adam Driver. Really? Um, he nice. really knocks it out of the Even park. Even more than Last Jedi? Even more than The Last Jedi. Wow. Um, I think they really want a lot of like awards buzz about their performance, both Scarlett and Adam Driver that play a divorced couple and, okay. and uh, dealing with... Um, their um, their young son that they have to share custody with, and of course that sounds fake. Why would you ever divorce um, Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I actually, so so my my that, things. Yes, you're right. So my things, we talked to the director and the producer at my New York events this weekend. Uh, can I tag in on this now and talk about it? There you it? go. You're good. Okay, great. Because I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, shit. If Al's going to keep talking about his amazing weekend, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> mess with that. Um, so I was in New York this weekend, too. Unfortunately, yes. not at the same time that Al was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was at the Producers Guild of America conference, um, the PGA. Not, not the Professional Golfers Association. Uh, no, guys. The Producers PGA. Guild of Producers America. Producers Guild of America. There you go. Um Another another great guild, um, another great union in the in the film world. Um, so, I went to that this weekend as a non-member. That was awesome. That was really something else. How do you get in as else. a non-member? It's 
you can totally sign up. It's like nice. it's, it's public knowledge. It's crazy that it's public knowledge and people. It's just, like getting the cool kids. It's whatever. Club I mean, guys, we heard, we heard we heard from the we heard from the filmmakers of Marriage mm-hmm. Story. We heard from. There you like, go. Yeah, see? yeah, yeah. So it's just like I mean, it's crazy. We heard from. So uh, everybody was there that weekend. Everyone yeah. was there that weekend. Mm-hmm. We heard from Mark Ruffalo about mm-hmm. Dark Waters. Yeah. Uh, we heard from. Um, Cynthia, how do you pronounce her last name? Erivo? Cynthia Erivo. Yes. From Harriet. She was there for Harriet. Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm talking about the actors right now because I'm an actor. What, did she well. play Harriet Tubman? But yeah. Yeah. I saw it um, last night. Yeah. Like, Great she movie. was awesome. Oh, you saw it last night? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Great movie. But yeah, so we yeah. heard from, from those Zen. actors and those filmmakers too. So yeah. Yeah, and that Harriet was, really was, cool. was shot in um, Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And uh, Cynthia Erivo is from Maryland? Is that where you're? No, no well, Harry Tubman was. Oh, Harry, you're talking yeah, about Harry. Yeah, okay, so like, <laughs> from the Asian Shore. But <laughs> yeah. Cynthia's definitely from. So, um, <laughs> what was cool about Marriage Story? Is there anything you wanted to add on that? Oh no, just that added into my rant because they were all like, "Oh yeah, when we were shooting Harriet in Virginia, there was like only one good crew," and I was like, "No, there's more people." But okay, anyway, it went into my rant. <laughs> so. Going far, fast forwarding, it was fast forwarding. It was a great conference. It was amazing. I like the PGA. I like SAG. I like everyone. It's just mm-hmm. yeah. Did you meet any so notables? We no no because okay. they're all like as soon as they walked off the stage they all you know were escorted. So this is what happened to me, guys. Room. I am sorry to report I have no celebrity photo ops for the weekend. Nothing just did, uh, did not work out, guys. You um, can't come back now. No Adam Driver. You can't. Come Adam back. Driver, Laura Dern, <laughs> Ray Liotta, Alan Alda all walked off the stage oh, as my soon God. as the uh, Q and A ended. And usually Charlie Cox and Tom Hiddleston come out to sign the playbills and take mm-hmm. photos. They decided not to come out for whatever reason. So you got no cocks. I, <laughs> I, I like you. You're wonderful. <laughs> that was a great joke. Not the cocks that I wanted, right? Exactly. What? What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come out so wrong. So wrong. So wrong. <laughs> so wrong. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so horrible. That was so bad. Don't cut that out. <laughs> Don't cut that out. Keep that out of the archive. It's all comedy, guys. It's all comedy, guys. It's all comedy. Don't worry. You'll so get, nonetheless... You'll get the cocks you want. Don't worry. To just the segue. <laughs> yes, that's it. why <laughs> Amazon is your friend. That, that's actually your birthday gift, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, well, cocks? Cox. Oh, I don't mean cocks. Uh, <laughs> you just snorted. You could be Miss Snortles number two. Yeah. No, I'm never Vanessa, number two. Because <laughs> Vanessa is Miss, the original Mrs. Snortles. I know. <laughs> Are you comfortable over there? I'm General? We are so comfortable. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> General, you're one of a kind. Yes. So let's go ahead and talk about everything <laughs> in the world of entertainment. So here we go. Hey, we haven't started the news yet. My God. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's right off the chain. Right 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 yeah. Yeah. It's what you think it is. <laughs> It's a, yeah. Well, actually, something good and delicious over here. <laughs> so, our yeah, I was special. Yeah, telling him about his little surprise that I made for his this. birthday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sabrina's oh, famous dessert. So caramel dip. Yeah. I mean, Holy crap. Caramel. Holy this, crap. It's not this damn dip. Like. <laughs> Why can't I okay. eat it? You can have some. Oh, oh my okay. God. Like, that yeah, needs to be it. in I my like mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Sabrina made her uh, caramel dip. We have the famous caramel apple pie from our favorite bakery. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, all we need is some adult beverages would be set. <laughs> yeah, Al actually called me and was like, or texted me and was like, can some? you bring your famous oh dip? Gosh, and yes. I was like, I'm already planning it. We are friends. Already planning it. <laughs> 
So, um, oh go. Gosh. Oh, it's so messy. <laughs> don't, trip, I love it. don't trip it on me. Keep it in your mouth. <laughs> oh my God, that is <laughs> so good. Isn't that good? Um, but yes, guys, <laughs> before we start everything in the world of entertainment, we have to announce our calling guests. Yeah, from one of my favorite publicists from Vancouver, British Columbia, Ashley Buck. She has oh a client God. that's going to be on Below the Belt show. She's nominated for a voice award, the upcoming um, the upcoming um, voice awards um, in Los Angeles. Um, and it's for her character um, in Littlest Pet Shop, A World of Our Own. It's uh, by Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Um the, the character's name is Bev Gilturtle, uh, um, and uh, her name is Rome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know about Bev Gilturtle. No, I just said all. <laughs> That's all I said was all. And um, she's one of the most renowned voice artists out today. She's done I such. She I know um, General might be familiar with Marvel's Absolute Carnage, or maybe <laughs> with your daughter you've watched My Little Pony. Friendship is magic, <laughs> but <you>. nonetheless. <laughs> She's done a lot of voice work, and she's uh, on Below the Belt show. I guess it's with the holidays, you know, it's a tie-in for uh, toys and then shopping and all that good stuff. But nonetheless. Oh, Al. So, uh, Rona Reese on tonight's Blow the Belt. So, so when she calls in, is it yes. okay if I ask her an insane question? Yes, of course. Oh, she's a voice artist. Voice okay. artist. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought of a, I thought of a good one. <laughs> I thought of a good one when I was driving in today. Okay, good. Uh, well, there you go. General I mean, wants to throw out, start throwing out bizarre questions. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to what? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Let's start with everything Disney Plus. So, just a reminder for you, Verizon Wireless Unlimited customers, you get Disney Plus free for one year. I actually told some people, and they said that I literally made their morning Aww. because they had no idea. Are they not on the internet? Those I guess? bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Verizon Wireless. I'm if you only have, mad because I don't uh, have if Verizon. You, if you have the cell plan, unlimited, you well, get I don't. Disney Plus. So. I don't, Al. Okay. And then even <laughs> if you bought if you bought a subscription already, it will pause your current subscription and give you a free year and then pick it up again after a year. There you go. See? So Damn. I, I, I'm glad I made uh, people's uh, See, so, days. So paying like 20% like more for a phone plan finally yeah. paid off. I'm like extra salty right? about having T-Mobile now. Like, I want to yeah. go home and be like, damn it, T-Mobile. Because you want Disney Plus, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> A, and B, I'd like service, too. <laughs> yeah, Verizon's great. Yeah, right? amen to that. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you have, and if you have, um, if you have Cricket, um, they'll give you a pack of free uh, menthols. Hey, oh, Verizon, yeah. please. Uh, I, Verizon, thought it, I thought it was hard service. candy they give you. Or Boost yeah, Mobile. Yeah. Hard candy's a great movie. Boost They're going to give me hard candy's movie. Oh, no, it's Jitterbug that gives you the hard candy, right? Okay. Jitterbug? Yeah, that was a. That's like the. uh, Oh, geez, now I gotta. We derail so quickly in this podcast. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Going to obscure mode. (laughs) So, so Jitterbug is are these phones that are designed for like really old people? Oh, so flip phones. Yeah. And oh yeah, that's what uh, it's what basically the like the Firefly or whatever for the ones so that don't want to le- learn smartphones. They they use mm-hmm. flip phones. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. With like the big buttons and yeah, I guess. it's called Jitterbug. Yeah, Jitterbug. Okay. Nice. <laughs> wow. You See, I think when I get to the everybody point, learns something on this show. Yeah. I think when I get to the point where I'm Bill Murray and I can just be like, yeah, okay, f all of you, and I'm gonna go live in you Charleston. Can say fuck. 
I know. Anyway, so I'm going to go live in Charleston by myself. I'm just going to have one of those jitterbug phones, and I'm just going to be like, cool, my agent, my publicist, and my dog is on speed dial. <laughs> Maybe my husband. Maybe my kids, if I have any. <laughs> Maybe, right? Maybe. So my favorite thing about Disney Plus, guys, let's, you know what it is, General. You know what it is, Chachi. Oh, the Mandalorian. Yes. Have you watched it yet? Yes, I have. I had to do my homework, guys. Episode one of The Mandalorian dropped the same day. Wait, is this Disney a Star Plus. Wars thing? Yes. Yes, okay. Star Wars the Mandalorian. Yes. No wonder you're so excited. The live right. action series. That's right. Um, and um, the next episode will be released on Friday. So I kind of like what oh, Disney Plus is, is doing. Oh, that is so frustrating. No, 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 no. You no. don't think so? It's better. Uh, it's better nope. to space things <laughs> out, guys. Not everybody has the schedule to binge watch, guys. And people God, even if you do post it so bad. spoilers <laughs> like a mother effer. <laughs> right. You yeah. Know? That, that that is it's a good point like, because you can't if you can't binge watch it, you'll get hit by you'll the be spoilers. On, yeah. You'll be you'll be on the different yeah, schedule. Like Stranger than Things, I'm like a damn crackhead watching that like the first Thank, weekend. And there like, you go. Although it took I can't you a while to get to the, the one season. I, I was extremely to to unproductive today because I binged watched the rest of Violet Evergarden, which is an anime on Netflix. Y'all should check it out. Anyway, continue please. Before I get into that, it made me cry fifteen times. It was so great. I was going to say, I started watching, or I binge-watched Living With Yourself, <laughs> and that was really good. Is that the Paul Rudd show? Mm-hmm. That was that, good. I really yeah. liked that a lot. I enjoyed it a lot as well. Paul Rudd's the national treasure. Um, Yeah, no, number one. And number two, two of Paul Rudd, I love it. You ever see Paul Rudd's um, appearances on, um, on Conan? Conan O'Brien? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll play the same, the same movie clip. From this old obscure movie, Mac and Me, yeah. that shows a kid in a wheelchair like going down a cliff into like a ravine, Jeez. and he plays it every single time he we goes met, on. We met Paul at the White House Correspondents Dinner we uh, did. during his Anchorman uh, yeah. um, production schedule. So he had what the, I feel like the porn stash going on. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty funny. Was I, I think I was you, there you, for that, you, and I was you've like, come to the "Oh, I do not like the yeah. stash going on." Oh, okay. Yeah. He might have shown up at the party that we went to. That's okay, true. yeah. <laughs> so, because I, I feel like I distinctly remember uh, this. I remember these things that I don't right. like about Paul Rudd, just because I love him so passionately. Right. So every time I have a moment where there's something I don't like, I obviously remember it. Okay. <laughs> but guys, Mandalorian <laughs> guys, I. There was so much nostalgia, guys. Chachi, did you get a chance to check it out? I did. You did? Yes. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm coming out and prepared thank for the you. show. <laughs> so, first of all, um, the nostalgia. They had IG-11 voiced by Taika Waititi. A lot of people thought it was IG-88, but no, it's it's a it's a different um, droid. The same species of droid. I yeah. guess the same type, a prototype of, of droid, but a completely different droid. Taika Waititi? Um, Taika Waititi from Thor uh, Ragnarok and uh, many other awesome projects. Um, um, We saw an unnamed man uh, played by Werner Herzog um, that um, he revealed um, the location of of a target that he wanted taken out. We saw Pedro Pascal as a Mandalorian who did not take his helmet off once, which it's amazing because he's such a well-known actor. I am surprised. Um, I'm sure we're going to see him without his helmet eventually. Yeah. But to do the entire episode uh, without sh- even showing his face, you know, uh, that was pretty Are cool. there more than one Mandalorians in the show, in the first uh, episode? Well, currently they only showed one, but okay. I'm sure there are more, right? Um, yeah, I guess. We don't I know yet, so. right? <laughs> so, I don't know. But let's Jerk. talk about the end of the episode because that was <laughs> yes. So with IG-88 and Mandalorian, they come across what appears to be like a baby, I guess. They un... un- 
Raveled the baby, I guess. Swaddled, uh, unswaddled the baby. It wasn't a human. It wasn't a droid. It wasn't. It was a Yoda esque yeah. alien. So it was the same species as Yoda, but not actually. As you know, Yoda um, had uh, passed away in Return of the Jedi. So, so this is a spoiler. Uh, God, the, no, the just well, it's, it's a, a film from 1983. Guys. Still a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> So it's yeah. definitely not. People think is that Yoda like reincarnated? No, it, Yoda. Well, this takes place after How, Jedi. Exactly. How yeah. big is exactly. the baby? Because Yoda is really tiny. No, well, this baby is a little teeny, like about the size of a, I guess, a like a little teddy bear. Chipmunk or something. Chipmunk. Yeah. So so it's 50 years Those old. Those are very. But small. yes, I read that the creature is yeah. 50 years old because yeah. they age. So now they they can live up to 900 years. These uh, yeah. this the Yoda type species, whatever the uh, the type of species it is. Um, but it, it looks still looks like a baby, even though uh, the baby's 50 years old. Now, this could be Yoda's baby. Casual. It could be Yoda's baby. Yeah, because it, it's right that. after Jedi. I can't imagine so. Yoda having sex to have babies. Oh, I, I, so. I could. A higher. I definitely could. There yeah, you I'm going to keep, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have videos <laughs> on that. You have videos on that? What? Go to having sex. Oh my what? God! You downloaded the the porn parody. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's just. You know, there's a Star Wars porn parody, general. That's just. Of course there is. <laughs> you, you, what are you googling on your phone? I was trying to find out what species, what the name of Yoda's yeah. species is. So what's crazy? I love the ending scene because the IG uh, eleven droid wanted to kill the Yoda species yes. baby, and Mandalorian. That was the mission. That was the oh, mission. Yes. Mandalorian the bounty. shot. The IG-11 in order to keep it alive. Right in the head, yeah. Yeah, right in the head. So, um, and that's this is the one that does, so that's the character that Wer, uh, Warner Herzog's character, the unnamed man in the beginning wanted yeah. to take it out, right? Right. So, um, I guess we're gonna find more about the the species, this Yoda species, um, which uh, did you find out the type of species? It says unknown it's according unknown to the Wikipedia species. page. Wow. It says that in everything that's been made, it has never been named. Yeah. Right? So we saw stormtroopers. We saw um, the little character, the sidekick of Jabba the Hutt, yeah. which was uh, roasted. Oh on wait, the wait. According to Size some, noodle. some, Size, some non uh, salacious crumb. Oh, salacious crumb. Okay. Salacious okay. crumb. That's right. According to some non, I guess non canonical um, uh, book or something, there he's a Lannick. A Lannick. That's not canon. It's Probably not. Okay. It's not canon. Let's just not even bother. Okay. You can edit this out. <laughs> but I mean, good for Disney for yes. you know being su- su- successful with Disney Plus because yes. I mean they were hurting for money. Disney was, you know, so I'm glad that they finally like more, bro. Yeah. the two of the oh, biggest yeah. properties are Marvel. Poor Disney, and like Star Wars. struggling every year to make a make a right. make a profit. Were they? But, oh yeah, yeah. Like, what? They, what? How did and I know this? And now they're a monopoly. This is way before they merged with Star Wars. Back in the no, 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 back now. in the oh, back in the no, no, of course. What, they, what literature? More money than God, okay? Well, well, back in the eighties, God borrows money from them. God borrows money from them. Hey, Disney, got you ten bucks? Yeah, right. Seriously. Yeah, back in the eighties, Disney was in a lot of trouble. Like they, um, they put out a lot of like. Well, real... Back in the nineties. Well, in the nineties, like after like the Little Mermaid came out, they actually got back on their. Well, they feet. were hurting. Like they don't even. The only property they're making money off of was Pixar movies. Um, after like after Little Mermaid and all those movies, right? And so they actually bought Pixar because mm-hmm. their own movies were tanking, and then they went and bought Marvel, and then they bought Star Wars, and Rest now they own it all. Yeah, world domination. And Fox now. Terrifying. And Fox now and too. Fox yeah. Properties as well. Yeah, so. I, I'm, I'm terrified of all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad for the industry though. Yeah. It's too much power yeah, for one company. Yeah, so I got mm. to peruse through Disney Plus. Um, yeah. and again, I love how they're doing it once a week. So, 
you know, it, it gives, uh, dude, it's a, an experience. Star Wars is an experience. You have to savor it. I savor it, yeah. Binging it is too it's much. So line. there will mm. be two episodes this week, of course, the one that debuted yesterday, and there will be one on Friday, and after that, it will be every Friday after. Eight episodes total of Mandalorians. Yeah, be excited about. Um, of course, all the original Star Wars um, movies are there, and I have some interesting news. So they made a change to the pivotal Greedo Han Solo scene in uh, Star Wars: A New Hope. Did you hear about this, General? I did. I did not. Okay. So I've been uh, I've been too busy doing stupid work all day. Stupid work. So as you know, it was already tampered with that they didn't want Greedo. Um, they didn't want Han, rather, shooting first. So they, you know, George edited for Greedo to shoot first. Back so in the day. To, yeah. Back in the day, right, to make it look like self-defense. For the special editions. For, exactly, for the special editions. So in order to justify that even more so, and even um, make Han seem less murderous, they added a, um, another additional line for Greedo to say, which is McClunky. And McClunkly essentially means this is the end of you. Like, I'm going to k- kill you and shoot you right now. So it kind of just only adds for the, uh, for the reason for Han Solo to shoot Greedo um, right before. And, of course, Greedo missed. Um, but uh, it was a, they wanted to prove it was self-defense. The Han Solo is not just dumb. Who cares? Like, he was supposed to be, like, yeah. a badass Han Solo. I never really yeah. understood why people got so upset about it one way or the other. Well, people were like, because why people, change it? Because people like getting upset over things. Yeah. But why go out of your way to change it? <laughs> Um, so you you think it should have been, Han should have shot first the entire time? Yeah, like, like what I care? Yeah, like let him I shoot mean, first. Like he well, wasn't. You want, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't Han was like supposed a, he wasn't, to be a hero you know what? though. He wasn't. He wasn't a complete good guy in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. So that he was so, a, he so was a right. bounty hunter. Yeah, he wasn't it, a bounty hunter. He was well. Han was a smuggler. A smuggler. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah right. So <laughs> smugglers run exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so being a smuggler. Um, smug you know he. But that's not a noble profession. By any means. Yes. He wasn't completely a protagonist, so he had some shades of antagonist. Right? right. I I, I can see that. I guess. um, So, yeah, I kind of. He wasn't overly nice to um, Leia either. Yeah, he treated her like shit. Yeah, see? I mean, you know. It's like, yeah, princess. Yeah, very condescending. Very condescending (laughs) to the princess, you know. Sorry, that was funny the way he said that in your face. He was. He was completely (laughs) condescending to him, so. Um, But, yeah, man, it's just. It's just really, really exciting, and um, I just, I just can't wait to see the second episode. I'm just, uh, what do you guys think of uh, the Mandalorians' uh, music? Uh, Ludwig Göransson is the, and if you, if, you, if his music, you know who that is? Of course. You know who Ludwig Göransson is? Yes. Oscar and Grammy-winning yes. composer. Yes. Wow, you do. So he's, I do. He's composing the score of Mandalorian. Stop. All right. So now what, I'm buying Disney Plus. Oh, <laughs> what, what <laughs> just you, for this. What do you know Ludwig Göransson for? Doesn't he do Community? He might have, but Ludwig is best. He's known done some other stuff. Cla- I mean, I know, music? Yeah, I know. For scoring, okay. I know he's done mm. stuff that I've for listened classical to. For classical music. Like, community? Yeah. yeah. That's why I thought he did. The TV show Community? Yeah, I thought someone did. I don't know. Maybe it was a different Ludwig. I don't But he's be- he's known for his work on yeah, Black Panther. I have all his albums. Marvel's uh, Black Panther. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, his first few albums were great, but yeah. they kind of went downhill after okay. that. <laughs> he's a Swedish-born L.A.-based composer. So, um, so if you notice, there's a lot of key instruments that he used in the music: woodwinds, drums, a guitar, piano, percussion. Um, I probably honestly know more from my Spotify like classical playlist, just because okay. I'm just kind of like, 
All right. Like, it's funny. I mean, like, honestly, like, I'm finally getting into the point where I'm getting through my list on, like, Netflix right. and all my other stuff where I'm finally actually watching stuff. And, <laughs> and this weekend at the PGA conference, I met a new friend of mine who's a distributor, and he's uh-huh. like, you need to watch all these films. If you haven't, you are dumb. <laughs> and I was like, cool, yeah. got it. So I started watching all those films because right. I don't want to be dumb. Anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. Ludwig's great. <laughs> Ludwig's great. Uh, a lot of people great. think Ludwig and The Man in the Room great, but uh, 10 million people have signed up for Disney Plus so far. Yeah, I told you, he's a community. Oh my god, oh, I never did. get shit wrong. Wow. I mean, right? I never get shit right. Like, how do you even know that? Community. Yeah. Because yeah. I listen to the community. It's not, it's saved you, you, in my Spotify, and yeah. I listen to it all the time. Yeah, That's the community awesome. medley makes my day whenever I'm having a shitty day. I worst playlist ever. Worst? <laughs> <laughs> worst? All right, please kick him out. Bite your tongue. I kick you him would, out, I mean, but it's his birthday show. The community. All right, I'm eating your pie. All right, that's what Community <laughs> was an only, amazing Only if I can return the favor. <laughs> I know I set myself up. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my thing. God. And, of course, uh, Sabrina's Hershey's pie. I'm just giggling over here. <laughs> I, I, I don't need to be included in the discussion. You said return the favor. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Holy shit. That okay. was awesome. Yeah, that was well-deserved, sir. That was awesome. Well I'm not kidding. Oh, <laughs> I know you're not. I know you're not, which is why I mean. Oh, wow. So they have this really cool thing with variety. They have actors on actors. Um, which is Again, kind of actors on actors. Isn't that usually called Here a porn? What's that? Isn't that usually called a porn? No, this is how the whole Me Too thing got started. Yeah, that's how it happened. But it was Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson kind of like in conversation that they record and everything. And, J- and Scarlett actually asked Chris Evans, would you come back? And Chris Evans, who, as you know, is Captain America, says to Marvel, you never say never. I love the character. I don't know. Um, and um, apparently, um, I mean, we'll just have to take that for what it's worth. He said, it's a hard no. It's a, Sorry, it's not a hard no that he wouldn't come back. Mm. But it's not an eager yes either. So he's not jumping up. Jumping back to to get back into the Marvel uh, MCU, um, but he had pretty much. He probably do know, a cameo. I mean, he could do a cameo, but you know, his story's complete. You know, he could I do mean, a cameo in the Chris, Black Widow series. He could do a cameo because that's that going to be a prequel, a, right? Because yeah. that's a prequel, right? There we go. So I don't think um, you know, I don't. Yeah, I just don't think uh, Chris Evans needs to return unless it's a prequel because it would just kind of cheat the ending of um, Endgame. You know? Yes, I agree. So. And uh, Chadwick Boseman actually, especially made with um with um the side conversation over here. Yeah, we got a side co- we got a side conversation over here. What's going on? Sorry, I cracked my back in general. I was like, what? And then we kind of went on from there. Oh it wow. Spiraled. You're like a self chiropractor. Uh yeah, I wish. Uh, I would feel a lot better if it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, pop, I'll pop my I'd back. I feel a lot better if you were too. too. Yeah, because uh, Sabrina's neck is aching. It is. Oh, I'm like. You should see me trying to look to my left in the car. It's awful. Oh, rough. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's pretty rough. Anyway, back on track. Sorry. My, my <laughs> chiropractor will take care of that, so do that. Yes. Um, so Black Panther himself, speaking of, Chadwick Boseman, he chimed in on the whole Martin Scorsese um, criticism of, of MCU and Marvel, saying that it's not cinema. A lot oh, of peop- yeah. Yeah, he, a lot that of people gave Scorsese heat for that. That came back that came up um, at the PGA conference too. Oh, he did. That really? whole That's well that 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 whole debate literally came up whether, on stage with some, I Marvel can't remember, cinema. Yeah, I can't remember who said it. I want to say it was maybe it wasn't Scott well, from Netflix. I can't so I'll tell you later. I'll remember it. Chadwick later. said, you know, well, he said that if Scorsese saw Black Panther, 
he didn't get what many black people around the world saw in the film. So he's trying to argue that Black, <laughs> black Panther was was certainly uh, you know uh, a film that was that qualified as a cinematic, yeah. cinematic cinema. cinema or whatever. Um, and he also said um, the mystery that Scorsese's talking about it's in Black Panther. And I think the funny thing about it is maybe if he saw Black Panther, he, he didn't get that. Who's this talking? This is Chadwick Boseman. Was he in Black Panther? He, he is Black Panther. Oh, he is Black Panther. Panther. Okay. Well, Gee, my gosh. Well, he should know then. Yeah. He didn't get that uh, there was a feeling of being unsure. There was a feeling of not knowing what's going to happen because we never got a ser- superhero like this before. Well, we I mean. Thought, um, that the white people will kill us off. So it's possibly it's possibility that we would be gone. So we felt that angst. We felt that angst that you wouldn't feel from cinema when you watched it. That's he, cultural. Maybe it's generational. I don't know. The hell's he talking about? But I'm secure in what we did, so his statements don't really bother me. He's he's coming back to against Scorsese's No, but was he talking about the white people killing him? What's he talking about? Well, he he, he uh, so we thought that white people will kill us off. This is still a quote. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess. For everyone listening, that was still the quote. What he's trying to say here is that, um, you know, for for a group of people that are really downtrodden, to come behind a hero, like someone that they can like really, um, really, 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 uh, really, really look up to, that does have the uh, that does Mm -hmm. have that same emotional resonance that Scorsese. That Scorsese was said was missing from a lot of like big. Superhero Cinema. blockbusters, yes. but yeah. you know at the same time you can say that about any superhero movie, really. Like, I mean, did Endgame make people cry? Yeah. <laughs> Come it's, on, now it's, it's all it's all cinema. I mean, it's all like yeah. I mean, I see Scorsese's point. I mean, I think the problem is there's too many um, superhero movies, and it, it hurts other movies from getting like made because all they want to do now in Hollywood is make superhero movies because that's where it makes all the money. So that was also a fact that came up in the PGA conference this really? weekend. Yeah. So at the end of the at the end <clears throat> the the ending speaking group, there's a whole bunch of people. So there's uh, one of the execs from AMC, um, somebody who represented a, co- a production company who does tentpole stuff. So mm-hmm. you're talking about they, they they did Aladdin, they did it, they did all of those things. So tentpole pieces, okay. big ass pieces, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then a couple of independent bigger name independent um, groups that have really good connections you with mean, like, like Netflix and things like that. Um, not, no, uh, not quite. But like, but basically, so you had four of these people in there. One of the questions, because of course it's a producer's conference, right? It was how, like, what's the future of producing, especially because there's so much content being made, right? right. Mm-hmm. So one of those biggest things, one of the, one of the things was that Everyone, including like the um, Ron Howard's conversation with this Netflix CEO uh, at the beginning of the conference, it was everyone across the board, whether it was you know the people from Dark Waters or mm-hmm. Marriage Story or Harriet or everyone, you know, everyone's just talking about inclusivity in filmmaking. So okay. it's not that distribution doesn't want to include these bigger voices; it's just that it's harder sometimes to get everything made in a timely fashion, just finding all the money and, and everything else like that. And you don't know what's going to... And you gonna, know this genre makes you know. money, so that's probably where there is such a... Uh, yeah, because, I mean, at some point you still have to... I mean, if, Disney, if Disney, films, Disney's still... Uh, Disney's finally making money, like you claim, with Disney+, yeah. Plus, they still, you know, they got to they gotta make the money, which means yeah. they need to make these superhero films, which mm-hmm. makes the money. So, well, you got to blame yeah. the fans. I mean, the fans are the ones that are paying for these movies, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I thought that movie no, um, yesterday was great. 
but I'm not yeah, sure. It's a brilliant original idea. Harriet, I don't think it made. I went to the red carpet that much, right? You did. Are you talking about Harriet? No, um, uh, the yesterday, yesterday. The, where the Beatles didn't exist. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought oh, you meant yeah. like yesterday, like because no. I thought you said yesterday you went to oh, Harriet. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, okay. But yeah, like the what if comic books in Marvel, you know, that's yeah, kind of like what exactly. yesterday is. It's kind of funny. Yeah, um, but and like for superhero movies, the only superhero movies that are actually successful are Marvel movies and the occasional DC movie. So Wonder, uh, Woman. Like Wonder Woman and Joker. Wonder Woman like and Joker. Joke, yeah, yeah. Cause, and I mean, I'm like, sorry. You know, I love comic books. You finally got DC to see wishes. Okay. DC wishes uh, so hard. Oh my God, Marvel stories are so much more in depth and so much better than did DC. Joker. Yeah, did Joker knock it out there? The park, though, I on, didn't guys. see Joker. The Joker was yet. great. Okay. Really, you gotta okay. see Joker. I do really want to see let's it. See but, v- um, let's see if it tune changes after seeing Joker. And I thought, I thought like well, um, Shazam was better than my, um, Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah. and I did too. Marvel I actually really, I actually really liked Shazam. Shazam was a lot of fun. I still haven't seen Shazam either. What they put out. But my whole point there is that that's just two companies, and. There's a ton of other superhero movies that are uh, like released and wind up failing. Like, That's true. Um, you know, well, I don't. I mean, like, like Catwoman. God, that was awful. Well, Catwoman's still DC. With Holly Berry. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, like the most recent Hellboy movie that came oh, out. Oh God, that, which that, that, it, that bombed. <laughs> which I had totally bombed. forgotten. Completely that bombed. That, that movie out. felt like I watched it for an eternity and still wasn't quite <laughs> sure about what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, news on the new Batman movie, guys. Um, are you excited ow, ow. about the new Batman movie? That's I'm not. Coming out? Not really. <laughs> More <laughs> cast news. How um, many Batmans can they have? Like, I know. Kind of in the same boat. Well, we have a spark. How about the origin story? Because I love those. We have a spark For the 18th time. We have a sparkly okay. Batman, vampire yeah, Batman, so uh, Robert Pattinson. But we have a new actress that just joined the cast, Jamie Lawson, who is a recent Juilliard graduate. So, she, her role is being kept under wraps. But um, which I think is pretty amazing. It seems like um, Jamie Lawson doesn't have that many credits, but she's getting a very high-profile role in this uh, franchise. Um, so basically, to, Daisy Ridleying it. Daisy, there's a prime example right yeah. there. Yeah. Daisy Ridley in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. No one knew about her work, and boom, she's a megastar now. Yeah, oh, very good. Very well, good it's, either, it's either Catwoman or Vicky Vale. How many other women are in Batman? Yeah, so Selena well, Kyle. Poison, Poison Ivy. Or Poison Ivy. Ivy. Oh, Harley uh, Quinn. Here we oh, no, go. Harley Quinn is, no. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, Selena Kyle will, uh, Catwoman will be played by Zoe Kravitz, who is I amazing. I saw that. That is who's amazing. Um, Paul Dano will be uh, the Riddler. Um, now, Colin Farrell and Andy Serkis are both in talk still. They want Colin Farrell to play the Penguin. I just think that's... I think that would be a very bad call. Well, they're going for a totally totally different direction with the penguin. Well, but you know, know, like they don't—we don't know what they can do with special effects. Uh I don't see Colin Farrell being penguin, but at the same time, you know, we don't really know. Did you ever see the movie The Lobster? That's a really, really random... You know, that is a movie that numerous people have asked me if I've seen, and I haven't. It's a great movie, but Colin Farrell definitely plays against type in there, and he plays really? like a fat guy. So he can okay. he can do it. So he can do it. He's got the acting chops. Yeah. Hate um, to say it, I can tell well, I mean, he, he's got the chops where he yeah. can put on weight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Kind of like um, Christian Bale. Yeah, I mean, he's also a great actor, but it's like, I mean, with that, his character is, like, really schlubby. So what? 
So in this movie, you're going to have Batman, you're going to have Catwoman, Penguin, Riddler. It's a lot of it's villains, too many though. villains. Like, yeah. You're going to screw it up right out the gate. They want the rogues gallery all at once. This is, not, this is what Batman happened in Spider-Man 3, actually. That, yeah, that's why it was Spider-Man bad. Spider-Man 3. That's why it was awful. Spider-Man 3 had way too many villains. This is Batman, um, Batman, Batman Returns. Forever and or Batman, Batman Forever. Forever, and yeah. Batman and, Forever Robin. and Batman one. and Robin, yeah. Yeah, Batman yeah. and Robin. That's what they did. They, all these characters, you can't build all these villains up. You're That's a very good up. point. Well, Catwoman probably won't be a villain. Catwoman will probably... Well, still, it's too many characters. Like, She's always like, an, like, an ally Dark Knight character. did it right. Dark Knight focused on one main villain each right. time. You know, he might have little side characters. You're going to screw it up. Well, let's hope not, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see, guys. Well, it's DC, <laughs> and so I wouldn't be surprised if they screwed it up. <laughs> so Chris Pratt, he seems to like the sci-fi genre. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy... Mm-hmm. He did that Passengers. Passengers movie with Jennifer Lawrence. Ooh, I got to read the first ten and the last ten pages of that before it came out. That was awesome. Yeah. So he's going to be in another sci-fi action film called The Tomorrow War. Uh, mm. It's going to come out Christmas 2020. Um, oh. It's a Paramount right. film formerly titled Ghost Draft, where Chris Pratt plays a man who is drafted to fight a future war in which the fate of humanity may rely on his ability to correct the issues of the past. Okay, I want to so. see this. Sounds pretty cool. I want to cool. yeah, see this. Why tell this. us about it now? I mean, we're going to be dead by then, 13 but months from now. Like, who, I mean, Christmas 2020? Yeah, it's too far in the future. <laughs> it's, it's, it's flying it's, cars and shit. You're telling <laughs> us about that now. The fact that it's news? It's, yeah, it's, it's too early. It's too early. Tell me about stuff. No, actually, I think that's... Year. No, 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 no. So the reason... Okay, so here's part of the reason why people... Where did... Was that from Variety? Um, I don't like to release mine. No, 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 I can absolutely ask that. I'd rather ask it. But, but get excited, fine. man. So, Christmas so 2020. Here's what. Here's <laughs> part of the reason why, like, some of this information comes out like a year and a half in advance, 13 months in advance, or whatever, right? right? Is because, because they start production. It's it's not just production, but it's also like yeah. any other sponsorships that might not have known about it. Right. Suddenly they can start ho- calling the producers and yeah. things. Like, it's just mm-hmm. good for extra money. It's good for extra funding. It's good yeah. for extra viewership. More money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more hype means more money. We were talking about Star Wars last. Last year, before it came out, it was too early then. Star it was Wars too early then. Okay. Star Wars, yeah. though. <laughs> um, the Little Mermaid's coming out. I don't know what year, but they just added a new character um, to play Prince Eric. Uh, his name is an actor named Jonah Howard King. Cool. We'll play the Prince Eric character <laughs> that we saw. Are people still screaming because uh, who's the actress that plays the Little Mermaid? Yeah, it's a uh, Halle Bailey, not to be confused with Halle but she's Berry. A, but she's black, and so she's like African American. Yep, she's black. Yep. Yeah, so a lot of people were screaming about that. Well, not because she. Well, well, well here's the thing. Oh, here we go. People, <laughs> people hate any kind of change from any kind of source material. I mean, look at look at Sonic. My God, people have been we're gonna get the Sonic in a minute. going crazy over Sonic for like the past like six months, and where they had to go back and change the whole entire character because it didn't look like the source material. Want, yeah, it was like a human hybrid of a hedgehog. Like, people, Can I get your input on this? People, people freaked out. Yeah, please. About, Since uh, you literally have red hair right now and you're sitting in the corner. Um, <laughs> I just think that people don't really want. Oh, this is gonna get. This is so much. Uh, you know, we have to get Ariel's into this. Because Ariel's known for her red know. hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can they just I mean, simply dye her hair like you and be Ariel? I mean, why does she have to dye her hair red? I mean, well, I know that's, yeah, that's, that doesn't really. That doesn't really. I mean, what does she got? Some underground, underwater hair salon that she goes to. Yes. Well, cuts hair. Yes. For all you know, like she's a mermaid, so she's a fictional race right. like for all you know they're all magical. born with red hair she's magical yeah i think the important thing is that I she's a good actress she's a good singer that she's 
don't want to see know. people change a classic with, and put black people in there. Well, that's, that's really exactly well, well, that's, about Sonic. That that's the whole thing about the whole like uh, the whole ugly, angry nerd subculture that um, they hate seeing anything fr- change from what they. Uh, and that's fine. Go home and watch your classic so. Disney movie. Exactly. But for the rest of us who'd like to see something a little different, oh wait, we're never going to get that because we're just going to keep putting out the same movies over oh, yeah. and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I like, totally yeah. agree with da, you. Da, da, I mean, da, 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 da. it's uh, and that's why like um, people don't like change, but people want change. But people don't want change, but they like it. <laughs> that is the most true secret oh, I think is, I've ever that's heard. Actually, that's actually, they want it to seem like things are changing without it actually changing. Exactly. That's a big well, thing in comics. Like, I can bet we you anything if they did a live sure. action um, Little Mermaid, people would be fu- shitting themselves. They'd be like, I can't, I gotta get to the movie theater now so I can see Little uh-huh. Mermaid because I've never seen Little Mermaid before. But well, yeah, it's just like the Aladdin live action thing. I enjoy the Aladdin live action. I think it great. takes all the magic out of it. I mean, you go to really? see a cartoon. Yeah, no matter. Listen, what? No matter what you're <laughs> you know, gonna do with now. special effects. I like it. <laughs> it's never gonna be like as magical as a cartoon because a cartoon right. it, you can't imagine we all the Lion things. That, yeah. yeah. I totally like, agree with it's you. It's just not yeah. gonna be. It's just not. But you know what so, they're gonna do is they're just gonna make like. If they can't do a black production of it, then they'd make a live action one. And well, this one they're just killing two birds with one stone, and people <laughs> are basically like, "Oh fuck, we're not about that life." Actually, <laughs> we're only about it if we can redo like you know, the main like those the white stories, and if we can make the subpar characters ethnic. Then, then we're fine with it. That's then where they're okay, okay. they're right. But the genie the... can be black, but if Aladdin's black in Egypt, oh no, we can't have that. What if Aladdin was white? Da, da, da. I mean, they live in Agrabah. Yeah, yeah Agrabah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Prince Ali, have you guys ever been in like, Africa? Because those people are dark. <laughs> They're not walking around looking like Jasmine. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, hey, hello. hey, Sabrina. Look at me. Yeah. Where am I from? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> the Prince where you're of Persia. From, He's the Prince of Persia. But so. yeah, all right, all right, all right. I'll give it to you. You do look super Aladdin-y. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking that He's you can. Uh, yeah. But uh, and I can I can saying, rock some of those pants. So let's there were not uh, as many pants. black people exactly. as uh, you would so think there would be. So let's segue to Sonic because your shoulders never. looks yeah. like so- so- you have two Sonic the Hedgehog on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bright blue. Nice Cookie Monster. Or Cookie Monster for that Sonic matter. Sonic wishes. So so Sonic had a big up at arms outcry over the design. They thought he was so far from the Sonic that we remembered. Mm-hmm. They complained that he On had video human game. teeth. And now they I did see that. It was very weird. What yep. was up with the teeth? I don't know why. Why did he need teeth? Why? So <laughs> they, they, they because of the outcry they redesigned him. And a lot a lot of people are happy. Well they made him now. less hairy, right? Um yeah, they made him a little truer to, to the video game. Dude, the, right? the one they made was weird. So, Sonic is a mm-hmm. hedgehog. He doesn't need human teeth. Right. He doesn't need human teeth. So Have you guys what does he need human teeth? teeth for? So everybody is excited now about the new <laughs> Sonic design. Everyone's excited. Yeah. Are you happy about the new Sonic design? I honestly it, couldn't it, it, give two it shits. Hasn't exactly, I'm not going to go see the movie. It hasn't exactly filled up a lot of my brain space. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> Who here but, is actually going to go see that movie? I'm curious how 
much money was spent to, to correct every So the answer frame. is you're not going to go see that movie, but you're curious well, how much they spent yeah, on it. Jim Carrey's in it. You know, I'm a fan of Jim's. You know. Oh, everybody's a fan of Jim. Yeah, I, I used to think I was going to marry yeah. him yes, when I was Jim younger. Carrey. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. And other, I guess, animated news, we're going to do, uh, we're going to see a Scooby-Doo um, origin story. Uh, no. The movie's called origin Scoob. Story. Oh, no. Yeah. It's no. called Scoob. No, don't yes. do it. Yes. No. <laughs> Young Shaggy and a puppy Scooby-Doo, the origin story of how they met. Um, <laughs> you'll get I, I don't like that at all. I, I'm so over Hollywood. So My God. <laughs> well, you know, we haven't you seen know what? this. Enjoy we haven't it. seen this before, though. Is, uh, is, um, is, is Matthew no, Lillard going to be though. somehow involved? No, because it's completely animate. Well, yeah, he could do the voice. You're right. Matthew Lillard, that he is. Uh, He's the best Shaggy. He is. He's I a mean, great Shaggy. Like mm-hmm. there are few, yeah. there are few no, case, absolutely case perfect roles mm-hmm. in all of <laughs> cinema, like Matthew Lillard playing uh, Shaggy. Agreed. <laughs> I agree. Oh, you gotta be on Shaggy. mic. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Can we be honest though? Like, if Shaggy isn't high most of the movie, it's not a good origin. Yeah, <laughs> he's gotta be high. He's yeah. gotta be high, guys. This guy is high. <laughs> All those Scooby snacks. Yes, um, the voice actors for this you were asking: uh, Mark Wahlberg, Zac Efron, Amanda really? Seyfried. McKenna Grace. Oh wow! So this is like a big, it's a deal. big deal. This isn't like um, of this isn't like Muppet Babies or something no, like that really that they're gonna like <laughs> um, put on the. Jason Isaacs, Will Forte, so Tracy Morgan. Bored. I'm Tracy just Morgan. so bored of all the things that are coming out. Like, what's next? The trailer. Like, check out Cheers, the, trailer, the yeah. animated yes, series. Yes, like, yes, yes. I mean, come I would, on. I would watch the shit out of that. I bet you would, General. Let me tell you, like this is not. The golden age for movies. One life to live, the movie. Golden age of television. (laughs) Golden age of television. Television is the one that's being creative now. They're coming out with new stuff. Yeah. Series you never seen before. Hollywood's this retrain. No, 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 no. See, you guys just gotta find better distributors. Like, for it sounds like your taste. It sounds like you guys would probably like everything by A24. Yeah. Everything by A24. I feel like would would slap hard with you guys. Just saying. Yeah, just no, Google it later. Point. Just Google it. Okay. Anyway. So what? Will on the same vein, what about Fantasy Island? So they're doing a twist on Fantasy Island. Yeah. Which is the old series from where, whenever it came out. Um, but it's gonna have a horror twist to it. It's gonna be produced by Blumhouse. Yes. Did it always have the like a horror twist? Yes. I thought. Yeah, I had a fantasy. Well, I had a fantasy twist. The yeah, is, yeah, yes, but I, I want it all the time. Because there was a there was a remake of Fantasy Island in like the early 2000s that starred um mm-hmm. Ro- not Roger McDowell um Malcolm McDowell. Oh, Malcolm McDowell. Okay. Yeah, and it was it was supposed to be kind of dark. I never saw yeah. it, so I don't know. Well, this one stars Lucy Hale. Um, the trailer just dropped. Damn. You want to check it out? I know, right? I haven't seen a midget. Lucy Hale. I haven't seen her in a minute. Oh yeah, she's shooting a new TV show called Katie Keene right now. Does it have a midget? Um, good question. I'm curious who's playing the um, the role of um, uh, tattoo. Yeah. But um, Michael Pena is playing the Ricardo Montalban role. I saw that. Yeah. So that's so. Well, yeah. We're cu- I mean, you know, it's a horror twist instead of a fantasy twist, general. So I could live with that. You know. Some of the episodes cool. were like kind of like a horror. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and wrapping up movie news. Um. Is uh, the box office top of the box office goes to Midway this uh, week? Um, are you familiar with the movie Midway? It's a uh, war movie. Um, number two is Doctor Sleep, which is getting pretty good um, reviews. It's uh, directed by Towson University's own Mike Flanagan. I actually worked Ooh. on Mike Flanagan's film. Uh, I think at Towson, it was called Still Life. 
Holy way shit. back like yes, yeah. How long ago was that? Uh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so what year out? It was a long time ago. I guess. Yes. Um, I guess they forgot where you came from with you, huh? Yeah, you know yeah. what? Mike, <laughs> call right. me. Hello, what's going on? Um, because as you know, he's, he um, writes and produces and directs uh, Haunting of Hill House. Remember yeah. when we, we ran into Catherine Parker at Monster Mania? Yeah. Who's Haunting Hill House? And I said that yeah. it wasn't Mike Flanagan's first film. Oh, yeah. She marked out. Yeah, she marked out. She's she like, did. you're in Mike's first film? It's like, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so what's his current film? His current film's called Doctor Sleep. Oh, that's that's the yeah. sequel to The Shining, right? Yes, yes. very good. Yes. Um, a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's 80, uh, 1980s film, The Shining. And uh, How close is it to uh, Kubrick's vision? How close is it to Stephen question. King's well, original vision? Haven't seen it, but... Because um, you, know, you know there's a huge difference between what Stephen King wrote yeah. and uh, what's, what Kubrick did. Right. Really? Okay. Well, you know, they have the Overlook Hotel, yeah. uh, which is, you know... Well, you all that have. stuff's the same, but... Um, so apparently they um, rebuilt the hotel using... Um, an old stage set and br- blueprints, which were made available to them, which is good. That's pretty cool. Um, so for people that love The Shining, uh, Overbook exists in the imagination upon its completion. The real hotel is in so Oregon. There you, okay, wow. Yeah. So that's cool. They that literally built it from scratch from the blueprints. You know, I think that's kind of cool. Um, so that's a number two movie. Um you know, I, I'd love to see it. I mean, I got to support Towson University's own. Oh, definitely. You're Towson University's own, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Wow, Texas uh, Nails. Me too. Yeah, yeah there Texas you go. Texas Nails. Yeah. Um, playing, oh, playing with Fire, the number three movie. Last Christmas stars Daenerys Targaryen. Uh-huh. That's right, Amelia hey. Clark. And a soundtrack from Wham. And it has a soundtrack it does. from Wham, yeah. yes. And, uh, Henry Gold- Golding from um, Crazy Rich Asians. That's the number four movie. Um, and, um, wow, dropping the number five, and it kind of has been flopping in the box offices. Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, surprisingly. yeah. Are we surprised? Really? Are you really just, surprised? I, no. Well, it's when it was coming up against that slate. When it's coming up against all of the other stuff, I yeah. feel like. That's crazy. Like, not even, not even Harriet in the top five. That's crazy. It was in the top five last week. It was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but this week, yeah. I mean, the drop, I mean, apparently Terminator's losing money. Because it's yeah. a, they say it's an aging franchise, and... I mean, you have Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the other. I don't think they did. I mean, obviously, like with other franchises, um, yeah. You know, namely Star Wars for our Star Wars right. fans in the house, literally. Um, they didn't do a good job upkeeping that brand. Yeah. They did not do a good job upkeeping that brand, and I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, Terminator isn't as as merchable as Star merchable? Wars. Merchable. Yeah. Merchable. Yeah. Certainly. Oh, is that that's a word? No, it's no. But I'm just saying, merchandisable. Like, it's oh, not okay. merchandisable. <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> merchable. Like, Marketing. it's not... No, I mean, literally, well, merchable. Well, like, okay. <laughs> you can't, like, I mean, I'm not going to go around yeah, okay. sporting a Terminator t-shirt. I would totally sport a Star Wars t-shirt. They just okay. didn't do the best job with the marketing for the merch. So it's not marketable or merchable. <laughs> that. Yeah. You should you should coin that word. Now, I thought it was a decent film, but... Started it here. Mm-hmm. I thought it was mine. the best one since T2, but nowhere near as good you thought it was, okay, so T2. I, I still have yet to see it, so I'd love to be the judge of that. The problem is they had, like, you know, they had like, three we'll other see. movies, yeah. you know, over the years since T2. So it kind of took out some of the steam. The luster, the steam. Yeah, yeah and they, they're like debating whether those other films were canon or not. Yeah, and it had some good... Mm. Um, and, and the problem is like over the... It's rough. Yeah, it's rough, right? Yeah, yeah and, it's and, rough. and over the years, they, they've changed the, the whole like timeline so much. Yeah. Like, it's confusing. So that's, the, that's again, that's yeah. just upkeeping yeah. with the brand. Yeah. 
So it I think this, definitely is, not March this is a good time to take yeah. a classic cut break, an interview break, um, a pre-recorded interview. Um, does Alexis Barone need to leave the building? Yes, unfortunately, I need to okay, leave the building. Okay, yeah. She wants to stop I by and say hi. i got to be on set tomorrow morning. Meet Chachi Hiya. McFly. Yeah. You're going to have to pie with us, though, in a break and take selfies, though, right? Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm twist, twist my arm a little harder, Al. Too. No. <laughs> Only because Mama Dukes is in town from Barbados. Aw, Mama. She's at home with my cat now. Oh, well, we still got general. So it's okay. it's gonna be a sausage fest I guess. in here. Oh man! There was a movie called I'm Sausage sorry. Party. So we have to say bye. Okay, we get so- selfies and pie. Huh? Yes, uh, we can do okay. selfies and pie. Instead of Netflix and chill, selfies and yeah. pie. I'm so okay with this. I guess we're gonna do a classic cut break. Woohoo! Followed by that's right, he is a celebrant. An interview by Chachi McFly at the New York Comic Con with the cast, the host, if you will, of Ghost Nation, ah, the yeah. new Ooh. paranormal. Uh, investigative show, um, and uh, you got to talk to the host at the New York Comic Con in the press area. I did. Uh, we're going to play that interview right after your classic cut, so here's your theme music. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. <laughs> oh, your reaction. Chachi. Inside. Of me! <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. It's totally <laughs> that's, what like that's what you thought it is, yeah. It sounds like that. Every time I hear it, it sounds like I want Chachi inside of me. It sounds like was that. that the, was that the goal? <laughs> okay, cut, maybe cut that clip out for evidence. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely consent, right? That's consent. Oh that's consent. But go ahead. Alright, well, it's Chachi in charge for Chachi's classic cutback once again. Yes. And there's not many birthday songs, surprisingly. I, I guess we played most yeah. of them over the years. 50 Cent, uh, Good we Charlotte, played Likes Her Birthday, The yeah. Sugar Cube's Birthday. We played Stevie Wonder. We Stevie played The Wonder. Beatles. We can't play The Beatles anymore. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they flag our shit. <laughs> right. Well, this but is anyways. the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Okay. And it's called Born to Run. So okay. I guess I was born at some point in time. And But you're not running. Well, I, I ran before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to run track. Okay, oh, okay, that's fair. Oh, that's fair. That, right. counts. Yeah, counts. that counts. Yeah, it counts. That counts. Running for the law, maybe? Yeah. That counts. Oh, right. that well, also counts. That definitely counts. All right, so, so Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Followed yeah, by? Followed by an interview with me interviewing the Ghost Hunters. Ghost Nation. Ghost Nation. Former, former Ghost Hunters. Former Ghost Hunters. <laughs> now Ghost Nation. In New York. New, New York, York Comic Con. Yeah. Here we go. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Hey guys, Chachi here at New York Comic Con. 
um, for Blow the Belt show. Click on this show, and we're here with the cast of the new show on the Travel Channel. We got Ghost Hunters. Ghost Nation. Ghost Nation. Yes. Ghost Nation. Ghost Nation. Ghost Nation. The next formally. How's this different than Ghost Hunters? Cast. It's team. Team. The okay. Team. <laughs> well, how's this different than Ghost Hunters? Honestly, it's us getting back to basics. Us also staying as as a team and uh, getting in there and helping out people who truly need help. Helping out families uh, with children and everything that are terrified to be in their homes, and uh, just empowering them and figuring out what's truly going on and just helping them so much. That's all it's about. When these teams hit sort of roadblocks in their cases and they don't know where to take it next, we're able to go in and, and not take over the case, but uh, just bring them some resources in ourselves and in our network uh, to help them get resolution uh, for their clients. And uh, through it, uh, we've had some amazing experiences and some great evidence has been captured. And uh, most importantly, we've helped every single family we've gone to uh, we haven't left until they've had a great feeling about being oh, wow. in their home. I think that's important. We're able to open up a lot of doors that they haven't been able to open and uh, get them access to help that they haven't been able to access because we've been in the field for so long. So, now, Do you guys feel like in today's society, like there's so much... Um, you know, paranormal stuff in pop culture. You have like all the paranormal activity movies. You have um, Ghostbusters coming back for part three. Do you, do you think now that it's more, it's more like acceptable for people to come out and admit they have paranormal stuff in their homes? Well, I think people are definitely more comfortable to come out and, and talk about experiences that they've had uh, than they were, you know, 15, 20 years ago, of course. Um, and hey, if we played a key part in that, that, that means everything to us. So when we first started Ghost Hunters, uh, one of the problems we had was that we couldn't bring our clients. You know, we were like, these people don't want anybody to know their house is haunted, so how can we bring a television crew there? And now, you know, with our new show, Ghost Nation, uh, it's a much different environment where they're sort of like, bring us as many resources as you can, because no matter what, we just want to be comfortable in our house. This is the, you know, the, the Halloween season, so yeah. people kind of just want to get scared, and so they, they get a little bit more into this field, and they just want to you know, see for themselves. How do you guys get involved in this kind of um, paranormal investigations? Oh, geez, we've been investigating. Steve and I have been investigating for you know, 25 plus years. Um, we just had our own, I had my own personal experience and sort of thrusted me into the field of wanting to understand how these things are possible. And of course, when you research back then, I mean, every, people would be claiming that dust was nothing but it was, it was an orb and a ghost. Yeah. And that's not ever been our belief. We've always wanted to get our hands on and figure out what's truly happening. So that's where it all started. Were you were you influenced by pop, pop culture, like maybe Ghostbusters movie back in the day? And like, honestly, no, no, no really? I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters has been and always will be my favorite movie since it came out. Um, but um, you know, that, that's very much make believe, uh, but so much yeah. fun and cool. Yeah. Have you guys ever encountered something that's like so creepy, so scary that you guys just want to leave and not even investigate it? Oh, absolutely, the homeowners. Yeah. <laughs> the homeowners yeah. Sometimes. Really? Yeah, sometimes. That's yeah. yeah. You never know who's on the other side of that door. I mean, if it's so. paranormal, we want to go towards it. We want to know. We want to figure it out and see what it is. Yeah, you won't see us running it. away. You'll yeah. never see us running away. Startle us, you know, like whoa, what was that? Yeah. But then, it immediately, you know, transfers to let's go get it. <laughs> you know, let's head, go. Head out, yeah, you start heading towards it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, you think some people are more like have more of like a gift to see this kind of stuff or experience it? I'm a firm believer that there's people that are more sensitive than others, right. yeah. You go to a thousand so-called haunted locations and out of a thousand, a hundred of those are, ha are truly haunted. Your body tends to remember how you felt at those hundred. So of course that makes you more sensitive than somebody who's never had those experiences. So I'm a firm believer that there are people out there who do have sensitivity to this, yeah. Right. We're told we're out of time, but when can we see 
Tennessee. I'm Ghost Nation. October 11th on the Travel Channel. That's awesome. 10 p.m. Yes, awesome. 10 p.m. Eastern. Can you just say your names and then say you're listening to Below the Belt Show? Right. And um, just throw out a catchphrase or whatever you want to throw out. A plug this, for your new show. Right. This is Jason Hawes, and you're listening to Below the Belt Show. This is Dave Tango. You're listening to Below the Belt Show. This is Steve, and you are listening to the Below the Belt Show. Yeah. And we are back. All right, that was Chachi's classic cut, Bruce Springsteen, Born yes. to Run, followed by, that's right, it is Ghost Hunters. Oh, sorry, I made the same mistake again. Ghost Nation. <laughs> right. So easy, right? Because <laughs> they're all, they all were formerly Ghost Hunters, now at Ghost Nation. A great interview at the New York Comic Con. All right. <clears throat> So Stranger Things fan, uh, since you're a Stranger Things fan, um, oh we yeah, that's right, call. we do have a caller. <laughs> we have to wait. Yeah. All right, guys, we have actress and voice actress extraordinaire on the phone, Rona Reese on Below the Belt Show. What's up, Rona? Hi, guys. Uh, super excited to be here. What's up with you? <laughs> Good to have you here on Below the Belt Show. I hear there might be a birthday in the house. Am I correct? Oh, is there a birthday in the house? Is there a birthday in the house? There might be. <laughs> there might be. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Happy birthday, Santi. Oh, Aww, look at that. Thank you. Thank you. R- Rona, that was a nice greeting from my co-host, Chachi McFly. <laughs> How's your night? Has it been a good one? It's been yes. great. We've had um, lots of pumpkin pie or apple pie and uh, yeah. gifts and holiday spirits. Uh, we're in the holiday season. Are you in the holiday spirit? You know, I had to do a few errands today, and there are, you know, Christmas carols playing in all the stores. I love it. And I just am not sure I'm quite ready just yet. Okay, that's I fair. Feel like, I feel like I want it to be December. Like, just let me get through a bit of normal year before it's time yeah, to spend maybe every even dollar I've made. I think it really starts Thanksgiving. So I, I would say it starts yeah. Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a fair. I think anything before that is a little premature. I, mean, but I think at least wait until after Halloween, though. I mean, exactly. I hate seeing it before Halloween. Yeah. I despise it. Like, at this point One in time. One decoration like, at a time, you know? Yeah. Yes. First of all, uh, Rona, i got to say congratulations on being nominated. Uh, for uh, Outstanding Animation Character for the upcoming 2019 Voice Arts Awards for Bev Gilturtle, Havro's Littlest Pet Shop, A World of Our Own. So um, you're nominated, so I guess the awards will be handed out, um, I guess, happening this Sunday? This Sunday, yeah. I'm staring at my half-packed suitcase. I'll be Flying down to LA on Friday. Very nice. I like your chances, by the way. On Sunday. Are you red carpet ready? You, uh, for the... I have some pretty high heels that I okay. don't usually wear uh, that <laughs> I've been trying to break in. I'm 5'9, so I don't usually need Ooh, okay. much to heal, but um, you know, I'm going a lot for this. So you'll be towering over Ryan Seacrest when he interviews you on the red carpet? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so, are you excited about this award show? Right I'm so excited. Yes. It's, it's huge. It just, you know, I feel like every day that I get to work in the film industry is so exciting, you know, and get paid. That's like pretty 
phenomenal as an actor. Yes. But then to have someone recognize my work amongst this incredible pool of talent is next level. And, you know, the fact that it's happening down in L.A. on the Warner Brothers lot and, you know, some of the other nominees are a couple of names. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. Tom Hanks. Wow. Wig. Uh, Kit Harrington. I don't know. I think they're, like, just starting out in their careers. No. I had so. Do you think um, an actor is kind of well known for their on-camera work is kind of given an unfair advantage when nominated against people that are known mostly for their voice work because they're more of a you know I guess a household name because they, they you can visually you visually know who these people are versus people that are primarily known for voice acting work. Well, look, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, and I know that it's a factor for productions to attach names when it comes casting process and I understand that the film industry is a business so sometimes you might want someone who has perhaps a higher profile than a long list of voice credits but you know my, my hope is that these awards are judged you know by an independent jury with criteria and that they judge on the performance and not the name right on detecting an Aussie accent there that is correct Yes, I swear. Is not I, I, I knew that uh, the Hollywood industry loves Aussie actors, but now it's 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 also voice actors as well. They love everyone from Australia, it seems. <laughs> well, yes, no. I mean, for the for a good part of my voice career, uh, not a lot of the people that I worked with knew that I was Australian. I tend to, when I go to a studio to work or when I go to an audition. Right. If it's a role that calls for a North American accent, I will go in in my North American accent. So wow. I've actually been hired for jobs before and then not realize that I'm Australian. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. So let's talk about um, your work on Hasbro's Littlest Pet Shop, A World of War. I guess uh, for those people that haven't seen it, maybe... If you have kids, you're more likely to run into it, uh, you know, seeing an episode. Yeah. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about your character, uh, Bev Gilterto. Bev, she's the best. She is a plucky little box turtle who <laughs> just wants to be the best little turtle she can be. <laughs> uh, she loves trying new things. She's a constant optimist. She can turn any negative into a positive. She's full of energy. She kind of plays against the slow turtle stereotype and she's just a lot of fun yeah very high energy i feel like when i was in the midst of voicing her my abs were definitely stronger because i was always clenching to get her voice out okay um, been a while since we recorded that so now they're a little uh (coughs) (laughs) is it possible to put bev on the phone for for a minute (laughs) Uh, sure let me uh let me see if uh she's around hey Bev. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, Beth. <laughs> congratulations. This is my very first podcast. Well, congratulations on your uh, nomination for your voice acting work. Oh, sorry, for your character work. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited that I get to go all the way down to LA. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I love it. Bev, that was amazing. Thanks so much. So we're going to get Rona back on. But thank you, Bev. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> that was Bev. Yeah, that was a little taste of Bev. Yes. She's uh, pretty intense. She's not a relaxing character. character. <laughs> 
Nice. I love that. That was absolutely adorable. So, so obviously, um, the the voice changes depending on what character you're playing. Mm-hmm. So, your character in Marvel's Absolute Carnage. Obviously, we yeah. all love the Spider-Man universe here on Below the Belt Show. We're big fans. Um, we can't mm-hmm. wait to see Carnage. I guess being portrayed by Woody Harrelson <laughs> in uh, mm-hmm. in the next Spider-Man movie. I guess the next um, Venom movie, right? Um, what 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 can you tell us about your work on uh, Absolute Carnage? I feel like I'm probably going to disappoint you guys a little bit. I played two small roles in the webisodes. Okay. And I've got to say, I was a little confused by exactly what was going on. I had to ask a few questions about the kind of universe because, you know, there's a lot of lore around Spider-Man and origin stories and there was, you know, that episodes that are online now, you know, there's... Um, Venom and uh, he's getting taken over. There's like a, a, a what's his name? Credence, Credence Cassidy. Is that right? Cletus Cassidy. Right Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Cletus. Right. So there's all these like kind of split personalities, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little confused. But I play a, a scientist <laughs> and a and a, and a um, sewage worker. I got to play like a New York <laughs> subway worker who gets attacked. Uh, yeah, you uh, work on your New York accent for that? Uh, yeah, that, that one is in the pocket. It's always fun fun to play. She she's, she was kind of like, she's about to get attacked by, by the creature, and she she was kind of like, uh, why are you doing this to me? Please stop! <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. You know what? You and Margot Robbie can do great New York accents. <laughs> Because Margot blew me away in Wolf of Wall Street, and then to find oh, out she was Australian yeah. after she after that breakthrough role for her, and you're doing the same thing with your. Uh, I mean, to be. With your New Yorker. Says that I'm doing the same thing as Margot Robbie to well, anyone. Imp- imp- impressing, that impressing me with uh, being an Aussie <laughs> doing a New York accent. Oh, thank you. Well, you're lovely That's too. Great. You're lovely like Ma- like uh, like Margot as well. Like Margot. Yes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Now, Mega Man, man, I spent so many day, uh, hours and days as a kid playing Mega Man. Uh, yeah. How was your experience on Mega Man Fully Charged? Uh, it was so much fun. I got to play this super cool bot called Chaotique, who is just the princess of pranks. And she has this really cool battle with Mega Man. He's uh, trying to get her to stop pranking the entire um, the city with all these crazy pranks and she's just cool man all my characters are so much cooler than me I just feel like if I only could be half as cool as half of my characters I'd be right up there with Margot Robbie <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> okay my little pony now general I know my other co-host the general here hi you there have, you have a daughter that's a fan hi. of my little pony right she was a fan, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Friendship is magic. I know you watch Friendship is Magic, right? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I am almost a brony. Oh, <laughs> oh I was going to ask. Did you go to the brony con? <laughs> yeah, that's here anything? every year. You went there? No. Oh, okay, okay, I was going to say. <laughs> How was that experience? Oh, it's fascinating. I mean, I had never been part of a show that had this epic fandom before, and when the first episode that I ever did aired, suddenly all these people were following me on Twitter. 
within a couple of hours there was fan art it's just such an incredible fandom that this show has and then I got to go and sign my very first autographs within the Brony community and it's it's really cool I know that sometimes they get a bit of a bad rap people think it's weird people think it's strange and I'm sure there are strange subsects of that community but overall it's just a bunch of people who really love this super cute fun pure show and it gives people a way to connect when maybe they don't always connect with people in normal society I love that so one of the, the great things about being a voice actor is just, roll, I guess, you don't have to be concerned about you know, putting on makeup or dressing, I guess, you go, <laughs> you're going into the, the studio and then recording your voiceover work, right? Do you still have to be uh, look a certain way when you're doing when you're on the job, is what I was, I was curious no, about. No, I mean, you can kind of rock up in what you want, but also this is your career. So I, I tend to still want to look half-decent. Um, present myself as a professional. I know there's certainly people who kind of rock up to the booth in their sweatpants. Right, um, right. I was curious about that. Yeah. You know, that's not really my style. I do that at home. I have a little closet where I record my auditions. And, um, you know, in the closet, I'm definitely in my pajamas. But um, Mm -hmm. if I'm going out of the house, I want to look nice. I want to look presentable. Well, I am looking at your EPK provided by Miss Ashley Buck, one of my favorite people in the industry. She's mm-hmm. awesome. She's great. Um, you're a lovely, lovely women, woman. I'm I'm wondering, um, as far as doing more voice work over having your gorgeous face in the camera, is, is that something that you just kind of had a niche for um, and you kind of don't do as much on-camera stuff or, is it, or you do want to do more on-camera stuff versus voice work? I mean, I, I was a child actor in Australia, so I've been on TV since uh, it's been 24, over 24 years now. Okay. Um, and it's kind of my first love. But then in recent years, the, the voice stuff has just kind of really come a little more easily to me. I just, I tend to book more work. Oh, I have wow. this really unique husky voice print, as you guys can hear. Um, so it's not really about so much me choosing as the opportunities to. Yeah. But I, I love working across them both because they're so different. And I love the fact that, you know, one day I can be on set playing a cop in a true crime uh, right. movie of the week. And then the next day I'm in the booth pretending to be a plucky little turtle. It's like, <laughs> what, a cool, yeah. what a cool experience. What a great variety of work I get to do. Do you have anything coming up uh, on on camera, in front of the camera? I do, and it's kind of behind the camera as well. Okay, I, cool. Um, Let's talk about it. I've been dabbling into a bit of writing myself because, you know, sometimes after 24 years of reading other people's scripts, you think, hey, I reckon I could do this. I've got stories I want to tell. Um, so I wrote a short film and applied for some funding up here in Canada and uh, managed to a grant from Hal Greenberg Fund and Creative $20,000 to make my short film. So I'm very excited actually. We have a, a, a casting session for that tomorrow. I will be playing the lead and we are going to cast of my course. co-star tomorrow. Gotta but, have Rona in the lead. And you're looking to well, cast... Well, you know, I thought about giving it away and I was like, if, if I don't back myself, who is? 
I have to believe in myself. I have to believe And you I get the multi-hyphenate actor, writer, director. Yes. Yeah. I think I might be executive producer as well, because I oh. think okay. I might be topping up some of our funding. <clears throat> so just collecting credits, guys. So you're looking <laughs> to cast um, mostly Vancouver-based actors for this? Oh, yes, listen! Listen to Al uh, kind of needling his way. Oh well, into I'm not from Vancouver, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm SAG after. I'm not actra. <laughs> 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 I would put my hat in there. That'd be amazing. But we've, we've, due to the fact we've had some great um, publicists from the, the Vancouver, the Hollywood of the North area, we've had a lot of actors here on Below the Belt show that have that are from Vancouver. So we just think it's great mm-hmm. um, that. Vancouver. Yeah, we've got a pretty incredible talent pool up here, so we're kind of yes. choice. Is there any particular um, Vancouver-based show that you would love to be a part of that you haven't worked on yet? Oh, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of them I'd love to work on. Uh, I know that Snowpiercer yes, that's a good is doing one, yeah. a season two, and I would love to get on that. That, I think that's public knowledge. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. We saw that panel at Comic Con with Jennifer Conley and okay, uh, yes. great. So yeah. Stephen Ogg. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah. I'd uh, love to be on that. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd love to be on that. Okay. How about Altered Carbon? Any. Have you seen Altered Carbon on Netflix? That one's finished. Yeah, it's they had a season one, but they have season two um, production, right? Uh. That one was done. I mean, there's so that's the cool thing about our city at the moment is we're so busy. There are so many shows. It's it's quite amazing. We've got a bunch of CW stuff like Supergirl. Yes. Um, all that kind of. Um, I can see you on Supergirl. And there's yeah a bunch of very cool shows that I would love love to be on. But for now, I'll write myself quirky short films, starring them myself. Love it, I love it. Now, General, you told me before <laughs> we started the show that you like to throw out off-the-cuff off kind of questions. And you yeah, have one for Rona. yeah. You I, have I've off, got one for you. Oh, an off-the-cuff question. Okay, here you go. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in Pac-Man, you know the ghosts in Pac-Man. Do you think they're, they're yeah. the spirits of dead Pac-Man? And if so, why oh. do you think they're chasing him? Mind... Um, I have never given a thought, but I really think you're onto something. I think they're probably trying to reconnect with their dead ancestors. There we go. They see their grandma, grandpa, they're chasing them around. Although, if you hit the ghost, you die. So, that's a a look. You've stumped me. I I think you're onto something. They're definitely ghosts of dead pack, whether they're like evil pac man that they're trying to contain the ghosts of. I don't know. That's, that, there's a sentence I never thought I would breathe in my life. <laughs> well done. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. If they were ghosts of Pac-Man, they'd probably be in the shape of Pac-Man, right? Not necessarily, because they're be... still ghosts. Like, you no, think about... But when Pac-Man giant... dies, he kind of, like, falls into... He, he collapses into himself and disappears. Well, and, and then... Like and, then and it comes the, back again. Into the ground. Yeah, and then he's, like, manifested into, like, a ghost shape. No, he's not. Wow. <laughs> Possibly. Are these, the things, are these the things that keep you up at night? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the general's a little oddball. He's an oddball kind of guy. <laughs> Can Pac-Man really die permanently? He always comes back. He, always, he, he gets resurrected. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Like, <laughs> do I get to ask an off-the-cuff question now? Sh- sure. Oh, you have an off-the-cuff question? Uh, I don't, but I'm going to think of one right now. Um, 
what, how do you think the first person to come up with bathing in tomato juice after being sprayed by a skunk thought that up? <laughs> oh my god, it's so bizarre. <laughs> well, let's think about that. Well, you see, like, um, you would think that with tomato juice, because it's, it has a high acidic content, that it would, um, oh man, that is that is a little tough to think about. The, um, yes, see how it feels? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Check me. <laughs> But it. now I'm going to be, uh, now I'm going to think about this. And I'll come up with a... I'm like, a, what other products did they try before tomato juice? Were they just slathering themselves in, like, peanut butter? Or apple juice or, um, yeah. Milk? Who knows? So much to go with there. <laughs> so since you brought up Pac-Man, General, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I could segue to video games. Have you done any voiceover work for video games? I have. I've done a bunch of cool games. Probably nice. the... Biggest profile is a game called Rainbow Six Siege. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Rainbow Six, okay. It's, it's um, I mean, it's extremely popular. It's one of the eSport games where they go and, I mean, you can probably tell by the way I'm talking that I'm not a gamer, but um, they have, you know, <laughs> tournaments that people, you know, make careers out of playing this game. Um, another one, you know, and that was another job where I suddenly was part of this community, and it's kind of fascinating. I was one of the um, first Aussie controllers, not controllers, what do you call them, when, when you're the player that you can play. <laughs> oh, the avatars. Uh, the, um, the avatars, yeah, whatever yeah. they call them. Um, but when my, my character's released, she's like this awesome, badass, strong, thick-side beauty. But people were fat shaming my character. What? And I felt like so bizarrely defensive of her, and also very confused as like why these people felt the need to fat shame a fictional character. Like, have you nothing better to do in your this life? This woman, come on! Wow, right? That's insane. It it just uh yeah that. That goes back to, like, I've, I've had rants before about, <clears throat> you know, the kind of dark side of, like, nerd culture where there's a lot of, like, misogyny and, um, and that, and it's always, it's always disappointing when you hear stuff like that. Like, you know, you're fat shaming a fictional character, especially, like, I saw, I saw a, a publicity picture of you and you were most definitely not, <laughs> not that way. <laughs> and, um... And so it's yeah, that's that's particularly yeah, it's, it's, it's very disheartening, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah just just so strange. Those those keyboard warriors are, you know. Anyways, they don't have the career that Rona Reese has. Wait, people has. are people are um, negative on the internet. I don't believe it. <laughs> you know, right? That's shocking to me. Right? I know. Oh it's a shock. But I want to wish <laughs> Rona all the luck this weekend in Hollywood. I'm sure you there. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun with your fellow voice actors, hitting the red carpet, hitting the after parties, and I really hope you win, Rona. We're rooting for you uh, for your uh, you for your role as uh, the Bev Gilturtle. Yeah. All right. So, Rona, so Rona, if you could, before we let you go, let us know sure. who you are throughout your character. Um, you can throw out Bev Little Turtle. You can throw out another character. Maybe throw on their voices. But at the end, let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. 
Okay. Awesome. Uh, hi, guys. Wait, do you want me to say it uh, like I am? Or yeah, you can say I'm Rona Reese, and then you can say you might know me from this character, this character from this show. And then right. you might you could throw in their voices if you want, like maybe a little collage of that. And then at the end, just throw, uh, throw up below the belt. Okay, great. Hi, I am Rona Reese. I am voice of Beverly Gill Turtle in Littlest Pet Shop, A World of Our Own, Gwen Grande in Polly Pocket, and a bunch of other cartoons that you may have watched with your small children. I am nominated for a Sovers Voice Awards this Sunday. Please cross your fingers for me. And I have been on the, and I have been on the below the belt show. I love it, Rona. Thanks, thanks so much for calling you, uh, in. Can you make that sound better to take that? That was beautiful. That was that's perfect. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thanks guys. for calling in. That was awesome. Thank much you. Appreciate it. Awesome, <laughs> Rona. <laughs> thanks so much for calling in. Have a good night and good <laughs> time. Uh, good time in Los Angeles and good luck on um, the awards. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good, Have one. A good one. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Oh, she handled the Pac-Man question pretty well. That was bizarre. <laughs> but, you know, that that's, yeah. just shows you that you're a good um, good actor, that you're well, you're able to take a question like that and improv. Yeah. It's very, very important. Well, thank so, you. The whole like tomato tomato juice uh, mm. tomato juice skunk thing that did yeah. throw me off because I didn't even know that was really a thing that people yeah. did. But uh, so Chachi McFly, even though it's his birthday show, did all these incredible things. It was great. He wants to ask exit as well, so we're losing. We know you get old, you have to go to sleep early. You're you're losing well. <laughs> I guess so. So do you yeah. like you, now that you've hit what twenty four now? Yeah, you know, get the call tonight. It's all it's all downhill. Yeah, it Hitting that quarter life crisis. Me, wow. it, is, it is all downhill after twenty four. Right. <laughs> so all right, well, thanks for the wonderful show, guys, and thank thanks you for and, uh, all the um, treats. You're welcome. And I guess uh, while Chachi exits the building, guys, an interview that I conducted at Monster Mania, the, the final interviews from Monster Mania. I know you know who this guy is, Eldon Henson, who played Foggy Nelson in the Daredevil TV show on Netflix. So uh, I hope they bring him back when they. Uh, in some, in some iteration of Daredevil, whoever comes back, right? Well, I mean, they're already talking about bringing Charlie Cox back. Right. So. So there you go. Well, here we go, guys. Right, we this is Eldon Henson, Monster Mania interview. The General and Soto will be back here on BTB. And hopefully, hopefully, you get your Cox. <laughs> Speaking of Daredevil. Yes, yes. Speaking of. <laughs> we'll be back, guys. See you, guys. Guys, we're here at Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, with actor extraordinaire Eldon Henson, best known as Foggy, Foggy Nelson from the Daredevil series. How are you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic, man. It's been a great con. Uh, how's your Monster Mania uh, experience been so far? Pretty good. Yeah, everyone's been really nice. It's been a fun show. Yeah. Happy to be here. Awesome. Are you a fan of these uh, conventions, these fan conventions, comic book conventions? Do you go to these yeah, often? nice to yeah. actually get to meet fans face to face and mm -hmm. chat with them a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. I dig it. Yes, of course. Daredevil being a huge part of of Marvel, I'm sure you've attended a lot of conventions. Um, I guess everybody wants to know. Abruptly ended on Netflix. Everybody's hoping and praying that that Daredevil returns in some network. Um, have you heard anything? Is there any latest uh, as far as where we can see Daredevil return? 
No, I know nothing. Yeah. Do you have a preference? If you were to choose what network you'd like to be on, is, is there a particular one that leans one way or another? No, not really. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed playing the character, so I would always do it again. Yeah. I mean, I figured, I think Foggy has a lot of story left to tell, you know? Sure. And uh, um, I think uh, Disney Plus would be a good platform, perhaps. But uh, I just really feel that the Netflix shows, unfortunately, got the plug pulled too early. Yeah, it's above my pay grade, man. <laughs> That's completely fair, completely fair. Uh, what if you were asked uh, to um, reprise your character in the cinematic universe, in the movies? Uh, I mean, listen, I have a five-year-old's divorced. I like money. I, need it. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Uh, but, you know, look, I was incredibly grateful to have been a part of it uh, in any capacity. Sure. And uh, whether or not they reboot it sometime with us or with a new cast, like, I just uh, was happy to be a part of it when I was. Because, you know, the comic book's been around a long time and it means yeah. a lot to a lot of people. So uh, it was a very special experience. Yeah, certainly was a very special series and, in my opinion, the best one in uh, the Netflix lineup. Of course, I also like working with Charlie Cox. Of course, he played his best friend. Were you guys best friends off camera as well as on camera? Uh, working with Charlie was great, man. Yeah. He's uh, one of the more uh, giving actors that I've ever worked with. Um, just an incredibly sweet man uh, and a good friend, you know. Uh, I feel blessed to have uh, not only worked with him, but just to have met him. Yeah, and uh, you're still close in touch with the rest of your castmates as well since production's ended. Uh, you know, a little bit. I mean, it's mm -hmm. kind of difficult. You kind of all go back and just sort of, you know, living your own lives. And like I said, I have a kid, so that's sort of where my focus is most of the time. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we all sort of touch base every now and again. Nice. Of course, the iconic Mighty Ducks uh, film. Um, a lot of popular films from back in the 80s and 90s have been getting rebooted or having a sequel series, Green Lit. Uh, how would you feel about another Mighty Ducks movie uh, with you reprising your role and maybe kind of coaching um, a new group of uh, Mighty Duck kids? I would feel great about it. Yeah. Um, you know, those movies gave me a career. Yeah. Uh, I'm forever grateful to, to have been a part of those. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, coming to these things that people still want Mighty Duck stuff signed more than anything else I've done. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'd be all about it. Yeah, awesome. Of course, The Hunger Games was an awesome film franchise to be a part of. Uh, overall, how would you rate your experience of working on Hunger Games? I had a wonderful experience working yeah. on Hunger Games. Um, you never know coming in at the tail end of a franchise, uh, you know, sort of being the new guy, but everyone yeah. was super cool. And uh, Francis Lawrence, probably my favorite director that I've ever worked with. Um, he's incredibly talented and also just a really good, really good dude, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, that was. I felt very lucky to work on that one, too. I've been very lucky throughout my career. And part of two of the biggest franchises, Marvel and The Hunger Games. And The Mighty Ducks, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, just looking at your IMDb, are there any other uh, upcoming projects that we can talk about that you'd like to discuss? Uh, no, I don't really have anything going on right now, man. Okay. Well, we are begging for Marvel to put Daredevil back on for season four because we need to see Foggy Nelson back with 
Matt Murdock, and finish the goddamn story, please. <laughs> we don't like loose plot lines. We want everything to come together. Uh, season three ended so great, and um, there's more story to tell. So we hope we see Elden back as Foggy in another iteration of Daredevil somewhere. Cool, man. And I appreciate you talking with us here on Absolutely, Below the Belt man. Show. Yeah. If you could let us know who you are, your character on uh, Daredevil, and let us know where on Below the Belt, that'd be awesome. I'm Elden Henson. I played Foggy Nelson, and uh, I'm on, what's it called again? Below the Belt. Below the Belt, <laughs> in the crotchal region. <laughs> <laughs>
Have you ever oh. noticed that? No. Well, like the picture. Is that a marketing thing uh, beyond that, or no? I, I actually think don't think, think so. You know? Well, like there's this um, there's this super funny writer. His right. name's David Wong, and he actually wrote an article about this where um, he and his wife, and they both um, they both you know shared a Netflix account, but they right. had different um, names or avatars or whatever on it. But they would watch the same things a lot. Right. And he noticed that for him, like the um, the little the the pictures that they would show in the little thumbnails tended to be of women who looked like they were in distress. Oh my god! Like they were like upset or um, and his wife, um, the little pictures look like much happier scenes. Like in the like you know, for instance, when The Office is The Office off of Netflix now, or is it still on there? Yeah, so apparently it's going to HBO Max. Yeah. Um, it's leaving Netflix and going to HBO Max. Yeah, right. HBO Max is HBO's answer to Disney Plus and Netflix now. But yes. Yeah, well, with The Office, his wife, uh, the thumbnail for it was this happy scene where the entire, like, this ensemble on the show are, mm-hmm. you know, coming together and for, like, a birthday party or whatever. And with her, with his... It was the character Angela from The Office <laughs> screaming, and it's for the same show. And just, uh, but for whatever reason, Angela's great, by the way. <laughs> we interviewed her. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> so that's yeah. a that's that's a really weird thing that um, you know that's been noticed about Netflix, and it mm-hmm. probably has something to do with algorithms. You know, the same way for suggestions. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's just interesting. Um, interesting technology behind it. I'm always amazed. Um, so this is something that's really interesting on Netflix. Um, so Walking Dead star Christian Serratos, who plays Rosita, uh-huh. is going to be playing Selena Quintanilla in the upcoming Selena the series. You might know Selena is a singer who was uh, brutally slain by her manager, I believe. So they're going to do, I guess, a bio series, a biopic series of the story of Selena. Um and I think Christian Serratos is a very good um, actress that they cast for Selena because in the trailer, we got to see a glimpse of her, and she really looks like, man, she really looks like Selena in the trailer. So they did a really good job for that. Oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> <Just so. laughs> That's quite all right. I'm, eating, I'm eating Chachi's pie, <laughs> which sounds awful. Which <laughs> sounds awful. Well, I mean, of course, uh, Chachi won the joke of the night when he said, uh, as long as I get to return the favor. <laughs> I was like, wow, you just met this girl. <laughs> so funny, dude. Um, the uh, Netflix series You, uh, Penn Badgley, uh, formerly of Gossip Girl, um, will be a part of this one. They're having their second season. Um, December 26th is the return date for that, so... Um, this is exciting for HBO Max um, subscribers when that when it launches. Uh, Friends, uh, they're they're planning an unscripted Friends reunion special. Oh wow, that's huge! Which is in works at the forthcoming uh, Warner Media streamer, um, right, HBO uh, Max. So when they say um, unscripted, I'm like, okay, so this is not the Friends that we're used to. So it's kind of like. You know, just them talking about it, you know, maybe just doing... So it's almost like a panel. But 
that's kind of where I'm going with it and where I think it's going to happen. But the original cast is apparently all aboard. Um, they're going to share... Okay, so here, the, the cast and creators are going to share stories and memories from the set of their of the favorite sitcom. So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to see. Um, Who would you say... Um, well, obviously, Jennifer Aniston was the most successful. Ah, uh, yeah. I would say friends. so. Um, Hands down. Like, what did, what did David Schwimmer do after... Well, but David Schwimmer was in the People vs. O.J. Simpson. He played um, Robert Kardashian in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Joey... Uh, had well, some, he had a, he had a show Matt LeBlanc had episodes. I yeah, think that's what it was Matt called. LeBlanc had episodes. Yep. Um, and then Matthew Perry. Yeah. What did he have? Um, he was on The Odd Couple. They yeah. had like a remake the, of The Odd exactly. Couple. Exactly. Courtney Cox was in Cougar Town. So you yeah, know, they, they've been doing things. You know, obviously Jennifer Aniston. I mean, she's her career is just. I mean, she's going to be like I said. I was at that uh, screening for the morning show, Apple TV's new show. So she'll be a part of that. Um. So, Gossip Girl fans will be excited to know that Kristen Bell will be returning to this new version of Gossip Girl, which, um, which was Kristen be... Bell on the. So Kristen Bell was the narrator. She's I like, did this not is know Gossip that. Girl. She did the voiceover narration of all the Gossip Girl episodes. Yep. So she will be returning um, for this new spinoff or new show or new Gossip Girl show, whatever it's. If they're calling it a sequel or a spinoff, or whatever, we'll have to wait and see. Um, so HBO Max with Warner owning HBO, um, a lot of DC, you know, properties will be a part of that. Um, you know, as you know, Watchmen is part of HBO. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen with the DC streaming um, universe. They just renewed Titans for season three. Um, I would think they're just going to put it in HBO Max. Wouldn't you think? I think the natural thing to expect is yes. Because I don't know, I don't know how successful that DC streaming service has been. I don't think it's been very successful at all. Yeah, I mean they canceled Swamp Thing. I mean Doom Patrol has been, from what people have been saying, I really need to see that one. So do I. Because I I need to. I was a fan of the comic book, just like you. Yeah, and it's like, um, yeah, I, I really, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to see, I wanted to see, excuse me, I wanted to see Titans. I wanted to. I mean, some of the older stuff, like, that was on there, because it was, it was conceivably, it contained every single movie right. and TV show that featured a DC character, right? Yep. So it still, so it had, like, it, it also had, like, the newer movies, like Justice League and... It uh, did. Yeah. But I think the content was kind of limited, to a degree. Okay. Um, and, you know, obviously, with Marvel being in Disney, there's a lot of other properties, Star Wars and all the Disney properties, so... A lot more content. I think yeah, you're kind of limiting yourself to content. So if it goes to HBO Max, then it will make sense. So um, here's a new cool TV show by the creators of Westworld. It's a new sci-fi series called The Peripheral, um, and they just Amazon. This will be on Amazon, which is just announced. Um, it's a adaptation of William Gibson's best-selling novel. Um, it centers around Flynn Fisher, a woman trying to hold together pieces of her broken family. In a forgotten corner of tomorrow's America. Okay, um, they're calling it a sci-fi series. I just well, William just Gibson really... is a. Are you familiar um, with him? Oh yeah, he wrote. Cool. He wrote one Glad of the are. most absolutely influential science fiction novels ever mm-hmm. called Neuromancer. Ah. And yes. I mean, he coined the term in that book, cyberspace, 
Oh, and does he get all the credit for that word? Probably not. Okay, <laughs> it's like, a, awesome. but like, I mean, the whole like the the whole idea like there was this he created this genre called cyberpunk, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be. Oh, that the, was him. Yeah, dude, cyberpunk's big. Yeah, yeah, from that book. Dude, so, that's awesome. Yeah, and and I remember about I don't know like mm-hmm. a decade ago. Yeah, uh, he wrote this book called Pattern Recognition, which wasn't a sci-fi book. It was yeah, uh, it, it was a contemporary book, but it was a really good book. Dude, that's awesome. Um, well, I know you're behind on The Walking Dead. I'm almost almost caught up. Dude, are you really? Almost. Well, what, what episode did you get to? I'm on. So I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna do it just a nine. I'm still. Way. I'm still. Okay, the um, still season nine. Okay. But um, so this is the yeah that's last season already yeah. Yeah, haven't quite gotten to the most recent season. Is it getting? It's getting better. It's getting. It's oh yeah, up, right? I mean they've they've introduced the whispers. They, oh, they have. Yeah. Wow, you've really you've really been on a bunch of episodes. Yeah, and so like Dude. you know they showed the origin of Alpha. Okay. And. Oh uh, wow. Yeah, they're uh, wait. The Whisperers um, start. Yeah, that's that started in season nine. Yeah, yeah after yeah. that six six year time yes. jump. So so you're already past a six year time jump. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you saw Rick's uh, departure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. I mean, I don't think like I know. I remember. I remember being on the show when we talked when you guys talked about yeah. um, Rick. Um, Andrew Lincoln leaving the show. Yeah. But I guess, uh, you know, they left it open-ended enough with... Uh, exactly. With, with Jade, the storyline that they're... Jadis. Yeah. Taking uh, Rick away in the helicopter. But, uh, dude, they're just... Um, so far, they, they're sticking true to the comic book slash source material, a graphic mm-hmm. novel. Um, and uh, as you know, well, you don't know, but uh, can we delve in a little bit of it? or? Um... A little bit, sure. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't, I mean, is it, are these major spoilers you're talking um, about? Man, I guess we have to skip Walking Dead talk this week. It was just, we. So, I'll just say that Negan has become such a likable character. Okay, okay. I don't know. Well, I could have guessed that just based He's on He's becoming the, a likable character. They've already, they've, they've all, they've already um, started to show like more, a more like um, sympathetic side to him. Yeah. So without getting into that territory, but it um, is it is kind of weird how a character can seem likable despite like all of the horrible things he did, like in the earlier seasons. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seems like they're going to comic book territory without getting too too spoilery. So in the comics, does Negan become a protagonist? Um, I never read the comics well, past the. the I, guess, uh, I guess this is going to spoiler territory. If they do want to copy what happened in the comic book. Okay. Um, he's uh, he, let's just say that Negan's very instrumental in the Whisperer War. Gotcha. I know. Um, and uh, maybe there's a big kill. Um, okay. That that kind of solidifies Negan's um, becoming prota- becoming a protagonist. Becoming a you know siding with uh, the Alexandrians slash Helltoppers slash, slash Kingdom yeah. Oceanside and all those groups. Um, if they want to follow that, then yes. So it's not very spoiler if you, if you do read the comic books, but then again, they do like the f with people, like they killing mm-hmm. off Carl Grimes, you know, yeah. who clearly is a big part of the comic book storyline. So right. Um, but like I said, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's just doing a fantastic job of this, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw that, and we saw Eugene having a really important arc, building a radio, and. Uh, 
being able to contact another group. Which is potentially... Which we haven't, we haven't discovered who they are yet. I'm going to guess it's the group that took, uh, took, um, that took Rick. It might be. It might be. But they didn't. We don't. The people that watch don't even know yet. So. Right. So we'll have to find out. Um, I mean, one of the things that I found interesting, like seeing the time jump. Yeah. I guess the the whole idea they can't find gas anymore because they're using like horse-drawn buggies and now. That six year, and that six-year gap. Yeah. Gas is gone. It's completely wiped out. So everything is. It seems very Western-ish. Yeah. You know. So it does. Horses. It does add this, like, especially when they introduce the um, the highwayman. <laughs> Yeah, the, exactly. You, Which you, were, you're going to be interested in high women. I can't wait for you to talk. Uh, the, after after you watch the finale season nine, I can't wait to talk to you about it. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because or at I least have... the penult the penultimate and the finale are both big deals. Okay. For season nine. Because right now the whispers. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the, they're obviously evil, but I don't really see how they could be that big of a threat to the different communities just yet. They don't really use guns. Yeah. So. They use a lot of knives. <laughs> yeah. Um, they can control walkers. They know how to control walkers. Well, they don't really control them. They um, they kind of just, um, you know, they're they're hiding among them. But it's right. not like they can use the walkers as, uh, you know, like they can't sick the walkers on someone. I mean. Maybe, maybe that'll change, and I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But it, uh. No, you have a point. You have a very valid point. But keep watching, gentlemen. Okay. Maybe um. So you're about mm, what episode number are you? Because uh, maybe next time we we talk about like that, you're all cut Maybe like thirteen or fourteen. Oh, dude, you're almost done, dude. Yeah. You'll finish it up soon. Yeah. All right, oh great. yeah, probably awesome. probably by the end of the weekend. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh man, a complete WTF moment. Those la- that second the penultimate second to last episode. Okay. Ridiculous. Which is penultimate, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's not penultimate. I, I, I looked it up. Penultimate. Yeah. Yay! Score one for the Soto. Yes. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller is um, this is what Sabby wanted to hear because you know she's a huge Buffy fan. Um, Sarah will star in a, a limited drama series called Sometimes I Lie, based on Al Feeney's novel of the same name, um, and um, it's about the char- uh, Sarah's character in a coma. She can't remember how she got there. She knows it wasn't an accident. And she's trapped in her own body. She tries to piece together memories of last week. Um, and so the show will alternate between the presence a week before the accidents and childhood from 20 years ago. So it's a pretty cool premise, a nonlinear, you know. Um, yeah, I'm kind of bummed about this news that Beverly Hills 90210's revival um, was canceled after um, one season. Um, because it seemed like they, they kind of left things open-ended for a uh, second season. It was great nostalgia to see the cast back. But apparently Jenny Garth, who plays Kelly Taylor in 90210, uh, she says she's hopeful that um, another network uh, could pick up um, Beverly Hills 90210 Revival, or BH 90210. Um, she, um, so, I don't know. Fox is a tough network to kind of uh, you know, uh, it's very demanding as far as the ratings requirements, I guess, to stay on the air, Um, but they are looking for a new network or streaming outlet after Fox has canceled the show, so hopefully we'll return in some capacity. And -hmm. I know you're really excited about the Crisis on Infinite Earths. CW just released a new trailer. I gotta Um, admit, though. What do you think of Brandon Roth? 
Oh, he looks super bad. I yeah. mean, he looks exactly the way you'd expect him to. Right. I haven't been able to watch any of the the Arrowverse shows yet of this season. Okay, a little behind so, on that. Yeah. So I'm a little behind. So, um, yeah, the uh, I am excited for it when it comes, but I'm right. gonna have to like gotta finish Walking Dead first. Before, finish, yeah, one at a time, right? Yeah. I have so much to finish up myself, bud. Oh man. Um. So also on CW, they're doing a uh, Kung Fu. A female-led reboot from the 1970s series. Oh, the one that takes place David in the Carradine. in the old west. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess uh, this will be a female-led, so definitely a twist on it. And Blind Spot executive producer Christina M. Kim will um, write the reboot and serve as executive producer um, alongside Blind Spot creator Martin Jero. So. Um, yeah, we'll have to see that how that one does. Um, um, wow, so a big um, host on Saturday Night Live coming up is Will Ferrell uh, on November 23rd. He'll be a host for the fifth time um, since leaving the show as a regular. Joining the Five Timers Club. The Five Timers Club, yes. Um, Tom Hanks, Steve Martin, Elliot Gold, and Paul Simon. I think there's are, more than that. Other, there's more, but these are the... Um, yeah, there was a. I remember there was a. Um, there was a skit in. There was a coin '90s sketch. Yeah. Featuring the five timers then. Yeah. So that was, So that was then, but now <coughs> there's so many more that joined that ex- exclusive club of hosting Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm pretty for... sure Justin Timberlake's part. One of the five timers. Oh, yeah. Well, aren't you excited about um, Eddie Murphy? Oh yeah. Dude, that's gonna be great, man! I can't wait to see. Um, so apparently, Days of Our Lives is in danger of being canceled. Apparently, um, several of the actors have been released from their contracts. I know Koki's a big soap fan. I'm not so much a soap so, fan. So yeah, I but, gotta um, I gotta wonder, like, you know, is there still a like an audience, audience for right? that for soap operas? Well, the you demographic about... it's definitely older housewives. Yeah, but even then, you know, like, there's so many because, like, their their heyday was a time. And, like, I remember when I was a kid. Right. My 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 mom didn't watch them, but my friend's mom used to mm. talk about. I want to watch my stories, and right. she actually called it her stories. Right. And uh, you know the whole idea where it was like serialized and everything was really i mean that was really i mean really great for for back then but now all shows are 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 serialized and you know all shows have a long running um long running storyline and i don't know i mean why would you especially for for something like days of our lives or like is general hospital still on the air or all my children (laughs) those are i think yeah are they okay yeah but this one might be the one that's you know on its last leg oh so this is an interesting one that's coming back is the soup remember the soup uh oh yeah which is like uh you know highlights from daytime talk shows reality tv yeah that show was hysterically funny for a while Uh, especially and joel McHale hosted yeah joel McHale's awesome so apparently they're going to bring it back um, the host of this will be Brazilian-born comedian Jade Carapreta, set to premiere early next year as a weekly half-hour series. So, the return of the soup with a new host. We'll mm-hmm. have to check it out. People's Choice Awards was uh, last Sunday um, uh, in Santa Monica, California. Kevin Hart made his first public appearance since his near near fatal, fatal accident. Fatal accident, yeah, man. Um, thank God he survived. Well, he had to have some back surgery. 
But dude, he looked good, man. You couldn't even tell the guy was in a serious wreck, a car wreck. He said, he, first and foremost, thank God because I definitely don't have to be here. That's what he said. Wow. Being that I am, it makes me appreciate life even more. It makes me appreciate the things that really matter. Family. And he thanks his wife and kids. As you know, he was in that scandal like last year when he was seen in a, on on a video camera you know, cheating on his wife with another woman. And his wife forgave him and mm-hmm. gave him a second chance. So I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, he's learned his lesson. I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's uh, yeah, that's uh, I guess that's a decision between him and his wife. Right. (laughs) There you go. Um, Pink uh, had uh, did an acceptance speech for the People's Champion Award, urging people to fight for decency, humanity, and kindness. Um, Zendaya won an award for both her role in HBO's Euphoria, which I've seen a few episodes. Good show. That's one of my shows I have to finish up. Also... Oh, I uh, don't have access to HBO anymore. Did you cancel it after Game of Thrones? No, I didn't oh. cancel it, but, like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll freely admit, I was using my father-in-law's account on HBO Okay, Go. so why can't you... Because he dropped He it. dropped Did he drop it after Game of Thrones, too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, he was one of those no, guys No, he, he literally dropped it a week ago. But it wasn't for the ending of Game like, of Thrones. Because I was about to start Watchmen, and I was like, what the hell? Why isn't it and working? did you call him and ask why? Yeah, and he, said, he, say? And he said he dropped it. Oh no! Yeah, I mean he well, cut the cord for cable, so he's like, uh, he's using some kind of YouTube TV thing now. Okay. But well, you might have to step up and get your own HBO, General. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, because I do want to watch Watchmen also. But Zendaya also won Female Movie Star for MJ in Spider-Man: Far From Home, so mm-hmm. she's accomplishing quite a lot in her uh, young career, so uh, which is pretty awesome. Stefani accepted the Fashion Icon Award, and her boyfriend Blake Shelton. Took stage after as country artists of 2019, so it was a big um, night for the couple. Um, Jennifer Aniston uh, won an Icon Award, um, which I guess is you know fairly uh, you know uh, deserving because um, she said she was on an iconic show with an iconic cast and she has an iconic haircut. Um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and that that show, I mean, that was long enough ago that yeah, it would be considered like consider icon, iconic, right? classic. Yeah. Avengers took home the award for best movie, and um, Netflix uh, took the award for best television show. At the Netflix took home. I'm the sorry. <laughs> Strange. Netflix is Stranger Things. <laughs> okay, it was like a. I got a little broad there. <laughs> That's a lot of content, right? Yeah. My bad. Strange. It's getting late. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro will be honored with a SAG Lifetime Achievement Award at the upcoming SAG Awards. I hope to be in attendance to see Bobby De Niro accept that uh, prestigious award. So hopefully I'll be there. We'll see. Ricky Gervais will host the Golden Globes. In January, this is the fifth and last time that Ricky will host the awards. As you know, a lot of people don't want to host award shows because, you know, they can find something negative that you've tweeted about years ago mm-hmm. after Kevin Hart. But he said this is the very last time he's going to do it. They made him an offer he can't refuse. He's going to host one more time. So hopefully he'll... I wonder how lucrative well. those are when they say they made him an offer he can't refuse. I mean, I'm sure he's... Monetarily, get, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he's going to get multi-million dollars right. for that one night. Yep. Uh, John Legend, um, the, 
he's the sexiest man alive in 2019. It's okay. So he's like, John Legend is a super smart guy, if you ever hear him, like, you know. Super talented. Super, super talented. He's also really, uh, really, really socially active. And he's married to Chrissy Teigen, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I know Chachi is not a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a very vocal woman. Yeah, but the whole thing, like you know, they, so I could see how some people would. Uh, what well, was Blake Shelton last year? And then they, they were, people yeah. were like surprised. So yeah, maybe it's not all about you know the Brad Pitt types anymore. Right, just expanding it. You know, I mean, you think about like you know when you think about like purely handsome people, like I don't know Zac Efron or. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anyone else right now. The Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Channing Tatum. Ian, what's his name? Summerholder. That's Ian his... Summerholder. Yeah, that those are like the conventional picks, right? Yeah. yeah. Someone you would expect. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, wishes go out to Miley Cyrus. She had uh, a vocal cord surgery for an issue she had for several years. Um. So um. She'll be back to being Miley. Hopefully, once she recovers from that. Being wild and crazy. <laughs> Although she, I guess she has come. Well, she calmed down with Liam. She's dated a chick for a while, and now she's dating uh, Cody Simpson. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, some sad passings. Um, Laurel Griggs, an actress who starred on Broadway, and once the musical, um, young actress general at the age of thirteen. Oh, she that's also, a shame. I don't know if you heard about this. She had a massive asthma attack. Um, she was a, one of the youngest. Oh, actually, the youngest uh, actress to ever have a role in a Broadway production. She starred, uh, appeared in two episodes of Saturday Night Live and episodes of Louie and Bubble Guppies. Um, man, massive asthma attack, dude. That is so sad. Oh, so she played one of Louie's daughters, huh? I don't know. We'll have to verify that. I'm not sure, yeah. Um, Laurel Griggs. Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's really tragic. 13 years old, man. Also, a top NBC executive who was the head of Late Night, uh, Rick Ludwin, um, best known for backing Seinfeld back in the way, 71. Virginia Leith, who started Stanley Kubrick's first film, Fear and Desire, um, had died at the age of 94. Um, some wedding news. Um, Hugh Hefner's son, C- Cooper Hefner, uh, just got married to actress Scarlett Byrne. Um I guess he's not going to be the uh, taking over his father's footsteps and having uh, eight blondes <laughs> walk well, around I'm Hollywood. Sure, I'm sure he'll. Uh, that'll be something. That'll be a cross for him to bear for a long time. Right. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. Um, Anthony Rapp, really nice guy. Um, I met him at the uh, Creative Coalition event in DC. Got to interview him very briefly. Uh, congratulations to him. He just got engaged um, to. Um, Another uh, Broadway actor named Ken Ithapol. Um, they've been together for two, the past two years. Lamar Odom, who had recently appeared on Dancing with Stars, uh, just got engaged uh, as well. <laughs> um, rest of him. Um, celebrity baby news. Uh, Joanna Krupa, a uh, supermodel and uh, former Real Housewives of Miami star, gave uh, birth to uh, a baby, as well as Olympian Sean Johnson. Man, I remember Sean Johnson was just a little kid um, in the Olympics. And she's already uh, she already has a daughter, so it's kind of <laughs> mind blowing. That is crazy. Yeah, oh, you remember Sean Johnson? Mm-hmm. Um, Allison Holker and Stephen Twitch boss. So, so you think you can dance? Um, welcome their second child together. 
Richard Gere, at 70 years old, is expecting. His yeah. wife is expecting. <laughs> his wife is half his age. Half his age, right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty is, crazy, right? Yeah. That's I mean, typical Hollywood, man. Good for him. The lovely Katarina Scorzoni from Grey's Anatomy. Another um, actress that was actually at that same event where I met Anthony Rapp. Um is expecting, um, as well as Flash star Pan- Daniel Panabaker. Mm-hmm. She's uh, expecting. Always um, really liked her a lot. Yeah, isn't she something, man? Yeah, you got to meet her, right? I did. Yeah. I did a couple times, actually. And she Once bet- at the Creative Coalition event in D.C., the second time I ran into her at um, the United Talent Agency party in D.C., um, because all the awesome con celebrities were there the same weekend as White House correspondents, mm-hmm. and they all showed up for this party. It yeah. was rad. I never get to go. You never invite me to these parties. I've invited. Oh, par- oh, that. Well, you know, this the guy that was in studio likes to, you know, flex his seniority on that. Yeah, I never get to go to the parties. Yeah, I go to the cons. Do you want to fun? All right, we we got you for a party. Okay. Are you able to escape to New York for a party? Yeah, I think so. Okay. We'll make that happen. I think you deserve going to go on one of those, one of those big parties. <laughs> you've got you've gotten to go to cons, man. That's pretty awesome, and, dude. And that is pretty awesome, and I enjoy that. But like, you're ready for the parties now. I'm ready. I'm ready for the party. All right, we got you, man. I wanna I wanna be like we Biggie. We got you. We got. <laughs> I wanna be like Biggie, not the mo money mo problems, <laughs> Biggie. <laughs> General, we got you, man. You're part of the fam- <laughs> part of the B2B family now. Ah, oh, I appreciate that. A couple man. celebrity birthdays is Francis Con. Conroy is 66. Whoopi Goldberg, 64. Jimmy Kimmel, 52. Steve Zahn is 52. Gerard Butler's 50. And actor Matt Bennett is 28. And Gerard Butler. He yeah, got, he got old. 5-0. Yeah. Wow. And this is huge news for you WWE fans. CM Punk shocked the world by appearing on FS1 studio show WWE Backstage on Tuesday night. And he promised he would be back next week. This is the guy... That was suing WWE's doctor, um, who quit WWE, walked out of his contract because he was so pissed off at the situation surrounding his injury and mm-hmm. you know the malpractice uh, uh, suit and uh, um, and just other factors that that made him sour against his employer WWE. But he is back, and that's the thing about wrestling: you can never burn a bridge indefinitely, uh, you know, permanently. Sorry, um, you can always come back some way or another. Um, and Steve Austin's returning to WWE Network with a brand new interview series. Uh, Still called Steve Austin's The Broken Skull Sessions. First episode to air November 24th. The so Broken look, Skull Sessions. Yeah, so look out for that, man. So is that, I'm, I'm assuming, is that like a reality show or is that a... Um, it's just, I, well, The Broken Skull Ranch is the ranch where he called it. So for The Broken Skull Ranch in Amarillo, Texas is where he said it was from. So I guess it's kind of a play. On the Broken Skull Ranch. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But is that like a scripted? That's not a scripted show. Uh, well, the the upcoming podcast that he's going to have um, on the WWE Network will be um, will be an interview series. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's very similar to WWE Backstage. Gotcha. Which uh, I mean, he's he's yeah. does he still wrestle at all? Oh, dude, yeah, he's been retired for a long time. His, yeah, his, that's what I figured. His, I was his like... neck injury was so severe that. If he were to have one match and one thing go wrong, he could paralyze himself. Oh, yeah. So you got to be really careful. So some, it's just not worth it sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. But that's all I had day, today uh, from uh, WWE. We'd like to thank everybody that was in studio that had left the building. Alexis Baroni, 
Sabrina Taylor Smith and the birthday boy Chachi McFly. Chachi, and they all left too early. Seriously, right? Especially the the birthday boy. He the birthday boy, and um, you know when ladies leave early, it's not never a never a fun thing. Yeah, I guess <laughs> we don't we don't have the same appeal as Alexis and Savvy. <laughs> <sighs> it just doesn't happen. So, um. Uh, that is it for tonight. We also like to thank, of course, uh, Rona Reese, Aussie and voice actress extraordinaire. Oh, and lovely too. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's see. More and of also her. pretty quick-witted with the with the Pac-Man she answer. Did a good job with that. Man. Yeah. So, uh, so like that is that is something I think I'm gonna try to start like integrating okay. into each uh, yes each interview. But we that got means you. like we if we have multiple interviewees, I gotta I gotta start thinking about some yeah. questions. <laughs> you got it, man. So. We'll do that next time. Guys, there's only, um, after tonight's broadcast, only four more shows in 2019, and we're going to take another winter hiatus. Um, so Four um, more shows in the decade. Four more shows, man. we got next week. We're off for Thanksgiving week. And then the three more shows for December, and then we're done. Mm-hmm. So, guys, um, we have a lot of content. We just heard our first New York Comic Con interview earlier. And our final Monster Mania interview, we heard Alden Hansen a little earlier. Um, this is Vivica A. Fox, guys. Huge thing, guys. From Killville. She's on Empire. She, <coughs> she's she got a lot of sass, guys. <laughs> Let's just say. Um, and it was fun to interview Vivica Fox. So listen to it, guys. Enjoy it. And, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Until On behalf of everybody here, we'll see you next time. Until then. Peace. peace. All right. We're here with a beautiful and talented Vivica A. Fox today. Looking fabulous from head to toe here at Monster Mania. Wow, what a cool necklace. Yes, thank you so much. I am rocking Michael Kors from head to toe. Um, Everyone's been digging on my dress the whole weekend and also my Fox medallion. And I'm glad that no one tried to reach for it because I would have kicked your ass. Watch Kill Bill, you know. <laughs> Kill Bill, right? Kill Bill, and then I will set yeah. it off on you. <laughs> what is it like working with an iconic director such as Quentin Tarantino? You know, I have been so blessed in my career mm-hmm. that I've had the most amazing mm-hmm. directors to work with. From right. F. Gary Gray when we did Set It Off, yes. who at the time was a very budding, young mm-hmm. director, but he was so serious about the movie that he wanted to make sure that people didn't come into the movie mm-hmm. and see four women robbing banks and it was a joke. So he was mm-hmm. hard on us and I so appreciated. Mm-hmm. And now he's went on to make Fast and Furious, yes. uh, some of the Born Identities. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this guy is kicking butt. Quentin, one of the most, besides F. Gary Gray, demanding mm-hmm. but most professional mm-hmm. directors that I've ever had the privilege of working I love with. It. I love it. Who trained me for six months and kicked <laughs> my ass. <laughs> love you, Quentin. <laughs> Let's do three. They're waiting on us. <laughs> volume, you mentioned volume. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yes, I know that Quentin has only a couple more films that he wants to do under his belt before he retires. I feel Kill Bill Volume 3 and the Star Trek film that he wants to do. Um, have you let's, talked to Quentin? Let's weigh it out. Yeah, weigh it out. Star Trek, yeah, already established. <laughs> Kill Bill 3, they're waiting on. <laughs> Kill Bill 3. <laughs> Bring me back. Put me in a cloud. I'll tell my daughter, don't mess with that cereal box. 
<laughs> I love it. Have you seen Once Upon a Time Hollywood? I haven't yet. To be very honest with you, That's I have okay. been working and traveling yes. so much. I've been celebrating great. my birthday for the last three weeks. So Happy I'm birthday! Out. Don't sing it. Don't do it. Don't I do it to I me. I've heard it so many times, and I want no one to bring me no more cake. Okay? But no, I've had a beautiful birthday. I love it. And um, next, I'm headed to Chicago to go do Empire. My yes. character's been bumped up to a series regular. I so love Candace, it. that bougie bitch, is going to be yes. around all season <laughs> working, y'all. <laughs> yes. Are you sad that uh, this is the final season of Empire? Uh, no, to be honest with you, because yeah. it's always great that when you do a show that you finish out on top mm -hmm. and you leave the fans wanting more. Right. So if y'all want more, mm -hmm. stay tuned. Stay tuned. Right. <laughs> we shall see. If y'all show up, we're going to show out. Yeah. Do you uh, have an opinion on the whole Jesse Smollett controversy? Now to we're be very honest Empire? with you, um... Mm -hmm. Jesse is someone that I've known since he was a very young man, seven years old, yeah. and he's still family. In life, mm -hmm. sometimes we all make choices yeah. that we have to learn from. So he's still family, and I love him. Um, I think the best thing for Jesse to do right now is to chill out and then regroup and attack again. Jesse is a very talented singer, mm -hmm. actor, mm -hmm. director, mm -hmm. and an overall good person. An so attack, you mean figuratively, not literally. I'm sorry? You mean figuratively, not literally? For what attacking? Attacking? <laughs> that was a joke. When did I say attacking? See, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> when did I say attacking about Jesse? I, I said technically. 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 Right. There technically. I didn't say attacking. No. But he is. He's a wonderful mm -hmm. man and, and young man, and I wish him the best. And awesome. he's still family, and I always will have love for you, my brother. Regroup and attack again. That's what you meant by yes. attack. Oh, shit. No, see? 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 That's where I got it from. Right. <laughs> That's why I was like, what? That's what I meant. I blew that. Yeah, attack intelligently. Okay. Right. Anyway, Jesse, I love you and come on back. I love it. All right. Leave them wanting more. Awesome. Awesome. We're excited. I swear to, to God, you. I didn't say that. I, <laughs> I was like, where'd you get that from? It's like, no, you said it. Anyways, all good. Awesome. Well, of course, Empire, the final yeah. season, series regular now, Vivica A. Fox. Quinn, if you're listening, Kill Bill Volume 3. We got to see it. Foxy Brown, too? Shit. Anything, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, because I started thinking immediately about Pam Greer. So, yeah, yeah I haven't made one. So, yeah. 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 Anything uh, in the Kill Bill franchise. Yeah. Let's make it do what it do, Quentin. We're waiting on you, baby. <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, this is Vivica A. Fox, the lovely and talented. Thanks so much for talking. You are here so welcome. I just want to say, mm -hmm. wow, Philadelphia Monster Mania 2019. Yes. Awesome turnout. We mm -hmm. appreciate you guys. Awesome love and support. Uh, signing out. Mm -hmm. Till next time. All right. If you can let us know who you are, Vivica, and you're on Below the Belt show, that would be amazing. Below the Belt? Okay. You got it. Hey, what up, you guys? It's your girl, Vivica Fox, and you are listening to Below the Belt. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.